everybody welcome to this week's episode of truth serum my name is vanessa graddick and i'm sitting in for ida rodriguez for a moment she is on the way coming right now we're just trying to get situated over here we have a couple of guests walking around adrian if you'll come help say something to the people (laughs) this is adrian you know i'm I'm here every every week but we're gonna hold it down for ida until she gets here we Uh, also have thomas dale in the studio with us hey what's up everyone am i up Yes. On? Okay. Here on. And author <laughs> Eric Jerome Dickey is in the house What's today. Up? He's going down. 
Uh, just to let you guys know, we want you to call in with your truth, whatever that truth is. If you robbed a bank yesterday, you cheated on your dude, whatever it is. If you ain't washed your drawers in three days, we want to know. <laughs> so call in. <laughs> Tell us your truth, whatever that means for you. The number is 310-986-6610. Again, that number is 310-986-6610. So call in. I want to hear some juice. Mm-hmm. Oh, same. How's everyone doing today? It is Monday. Man. I'm cranky. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah? What I happened? Just, I just, well, I'm bipolar, literally, like technically. And, okay. um I just go through these moments, and last night I just was like, my dog was bothering me, and his name is Truth, ironically. (laughs) (laughs) And he just, he's a puppy, and it's my first dog that I got, and you know, as a stand-up comic, I'm trying to like learn to live outside myself and not be so narcissistic, and and to care more about other things, and to teach myself to like worry about something else besides myself. Right. So it's been difficult, you know, because it's like, I'm still me. I'm still who I am, even though I, and I am changing and bettering myself, but I'm cranky and I'm just, I just am not in the mood. I I don't smoke weed anymore. I'm sober now three months. Yeah. You know, so I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I'm I'm a drink for both of us. Please do. (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. I'm a kid. Do drugs. I love drugs. Here's the problem. I'm scared of drugs. That's I'm scared. Wow. Drugs are cute. You know, this is like not hard drugs. This is funny and interesting. I've been having sleeping problems. Uh huh. And the doctor prescribed Ambien. Mm -hmm. Yes. And this is my first time. This is my first time. This is my first time and Mm -hmm. last time taking it. Yeah. I have never in my life been on a trip like that. Yeah. It was like inception. It was like a dream in a dream Mm -hmm. in a dream. Oh, yeah. And then you still wake up groggy. Like you sleep through the night, but you wake up not wondering. Yes. The whole day you're kind of like agitated. Yes. And I'm like, how, how, uh-huh. How, do, how does one exist taking this and mm-hmm. become addicted to that it? was one of my I have these uh, the relapses that I have yeah. and I go through like pill binges so Kalanapins yeah. uh-huh. I used to do uh, Ambien was my was wow. uh, Adderall's was my last one that I just had a binge on seven months but Ambien was like a five year binge Are you serious? and I was huh. taking it like and mixing them with Xanax and mm-hmm. I was like oh really goodness. going in. I would hallucinate sometimes so right. well. Uh-huh. Like I was, I would take more than, if you take more than the dose and you fight this and you stay up, I was, I've been on every kind of drug oh and high goodness. as fuck and I never, sorry with the language, but no, and I, um, I have never tripped the way I tripped on Ambien. I was, I literally, I'm not even trying to be exaggerant. Mm. I talked to my pillows. Like I had wow. conversations. Wow. The pillows were uh-huh. actually speaking to me. Oh, that's like, real. That's yes, real. It's well, real. I guess yes, you called yes. in with your truth. We didn't I even say hello yet. We were like, hey, how you doing? So I was a drug addict. I've been uh, clean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I didn't know what to do. I used to be a social worker before yeah. I was a comedian. I was sitting here yeah, like, yeah, who yeah. hurt you? Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, the truth <laughs> is all you have. So. I yeah, got uh-huh. you, boo. I got you. Yeah. I thought we was talking about weed or something. I was like, he was like, try some drugs. I was like, well, I had an edible one. He was like, no, bitch, we talking about this cocaine. I used to take I used to go on the Adderalls and I would take amphetamine salts that's what is in the Adderall and I would take 90 milligrams (laughs) the 40 milligrams is the highest they get for ADHD and I was taking 90 a day sleeping four hours a night and then just off to the races and then I and then then I would take, um, and that was without Ambien. I had already quit Ambien Xanax, but when I was on my Ambien binge, I would sometimes party with some Coke and then take Ambien to come down. Okay. So it would, wow. and wow. then, yeah. Uppers so. and downers. Isn't that what uh, Denzel did in flight? 
Oh, oh, they're, 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 oh, right, right, right. That's what dragged him up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. And I loved it. I used to be like, cocaine and Ambien, that's the shit. I was Snapchatting. <laughs> I was like, if you ain't done cocaine and Ambien, you need to get on that. <laughs> like, what? Well, you know, I'm glad right. we got you back. I you know, know. Know. And now, that's why, now I'm cranky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I don't, maybe I you need some drug. meditation yeah, or some right, lavender yeah. oils or something. We gotta <laughs> I, I, get you a shaman. people tell me to stretch, I'm like, really? <laughs> you know what I stretch? <laughs> I need more than stretching. Honey. Well, all right. Wow. I ain't bad at you. No. I think I did. I think I've done shrooms. Mm-hmm, those are great. And weed in my life. Other than that, Good I've, for you. I'm scared. I watched, uh, what was it? Sugar Hill when they were all cracked out in the oh, back corner. Yeah. Oh, I was like, that wow. can't be me. No, yeah. Crack it. Yeah, I can't, I can't, can't relate. Track, I can't relate. Yeah. I, mean, I, was like, yeah, I, don't, I don't do drugs well. I'm cool. Like Smokey and Friday. Yeah. Right? You got I don't want the shakes. Yeah. I don't want my teeth falling yeah. out or my skin messing oh, up. Gosh. Well, like Basketball Diaries when Leonardo DiCaprio was on heroin. Like those movies, like seeing Smokey on, on Fridays uh, when he was right. on crack and Leonardo DiCaprio on heroin. Uh-huh. I was like, those are the two drugs I'm never doing because of those movies. But mm-hmm. they never did no movies about Ambium. <laughs> wow. so, you know, like, Bless your come heart. Coming soon to a theater near you. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, since uh, time has already shot us off, call in. We want to know your truth. Apparently, mm-hmm. we bearing it all. I ain't telling y'all my business yeah. yet. I don't know y'all like that. It's just the start. I'm ready. <laughs> we got another hour or so, so I might get into it. Thomas set the bar really, really high. He touched it so high. <laughs> now I feel like my little shit ain't nothing. Like, I'm going to say something. They're like, whatever. Right, Go back to the pills. Up. You better dig deep, honey. <laughs> Today is not the uh-uh. day. <laughs> I got people listening. I can't tell all my secrets. You might mess up some relationships. I got people. We are going to start with parking uh, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's how I am. That is how I am. That's how my comedy is. <laughs> you should have seen my dad. I used to do an annual family show with my comedy in the beginning. I used to say, you can only come once a month. Because my dad, I used to talk about sucking black dick. Oh, and my wow. dad. Oh, well, we can talk about that all day. My what dad you is and yeah, the bar goes up <laughs> even higher. <laughs> he started talking about second dick. I was like, I'm in. Let's now talk about it. That's not a bar. That's a pole vault. <laughs> if you're lucky. I know, I'm sorry. We didn't try to do this to your show. Yeah. Baby. I'm trying to get us back on track. We got topics. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, trust- okay, okay right, we. Right. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going to keep us. I'm trying. All right, we're going to get into this celebrity tea real quick. All right. And we're going to come back. But again, tell us your mm-hmm. truths. Please call in so we're not just talking to ourselves. 310-986-6610. Again, that's 310-986-6610. Call in. We want to know your truths. Somebody call. I know somebody I know is uh, listening, and I'm telling, talking to you. Call. Um, so celebrity tea right now. Did everybody hear uh, De Niro? Yes, I loved Tony it. Award. Yes, I wish his delivery was a little smoother, but I loved it though. I but it dug can't it. be smooth. He just came out like yes. first of all, yeah. fuck Trump. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. Came, he came in hot. He like, came in hot. Yeah. Whoa, wow. He been he yeah. been banging a lot of black women. That's how because he came yeah. in grabbing air like yeah, first of yes, all. Yes, yes, yes. It could have only been better if he had come out and said first off. Fuck yeah, get in right. the click you claim. That's it. It could have only been better. I if just want to be like, "Fuck Trump, fuck his mama, yeah, his yeah. daddy, fuck Malaga." <laughs> fuck you, Texan in the front row. Right? I was like, "What is De Niro going through right now?" Did he just nice. well, you know, the country. It's it, it's yeah. a reflection of the energy that the the country is feeling. I mean, a, a sector of the the mm-hmm. country is feeling the, the negativity, yeah. and you got the. The mic, and we're in the middle of all this madness that's right. going on. We're proliferating. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's day in and day out. This becomes part of your psyche. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And then you give me a mic. Right. Fuck yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's true. And and that's and it's part of the revolution. Like it's part of the resistance. You have to. I've always said, I've been saying, and I'm fine everyone's, you know, playing the little, you know, let's pretend. But it's gonna come down to civil war. That's the only way. We can't live no. these people the people on the right are not willing to listen or change. They're not gonna change. And even when he's gone, they're still existing. So unfortunately, yeah. it's gonna come to killing each other. And we're gonna win because goodness prevails always. But that's the, you know, that's what it's going to come down to, unfortunately. And I'm a very yeah. peaceful person. I am. Right. But this is just the way it's going to be. They're not listening. They're no. incapable. I mean, well, I mean, you, you have this sector who, who have camps and they're, they're, they're out training. And they're, they yeah, have exactly. videos online. Yes. You know, because they're, they're, there's, there's some revolution that's, right. a, that's about to happen. And there's so many happen, people you know? that have been given this new voice, this new voice of yeah. hate and destruction. And yes. they've made it okay for people to go talk to people crazy. Yes. And it's... And the it was always there, but it. now yeah. they have permission. Yeah, that's yeah. that's dangerous. And that yeah. is insane. But oh, yeah. they're going to mess around and get their ass beat. That's what to I'm be saying. Right. right. But that's why we need to step it up. <laughs> they over here talking realize. crazy. Yeah. Well, they know, I fight. They know, mm, not, me to, too. They know not to march down Crenshaw Boulevard. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Right? Seriously. I've and got, I, yeah. You know yeah. where to go. What was the... The big one. What was that? Charlottesville? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I went to school in Virginia. I have never heard of that city in my life. I was like, wow. they knew not to come through Hampton Roads because yeah, it was exactly. not going down right. in exactly. Newport News. Yes. I was like, where is this place? Yeah. They're just finding these little nooks and crannies. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we got we have a lot of stuff coming out of Orange County. Mm-hmm. They're training camps and yeah. groups. I forgot the name of this, uh, this particular group. But they're uh, basically white supremacists yeah. out of Orange County. They're training in Orange County. Mm-hmm. If you go, if you go down to parts of Orange County, you're in Trump country. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you, you don't have to go Anaheim, to Anaheim. Yeah, 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 absolutely, one hundred percent. When I go to Irvine, I hate performing in Irvine because oh, I'm wow. like this stiff. I'm not saying that you know they they are progressive and, and they are also uh, the right, but they are very stiff and there is a lot of that that very like right wing behavior yeah. there. Yeah. So they're yeah. easily flipped. You know, my family is not white supremacists, but my dad's an ex-cop from New York, and they voted for Trump, and they're from New York. You okay. know, so it's like people think like it's just these little hit no, towns. It's no, no, it's not. It's, no, it's not. not. It's not. My dad is literally a fr- thinks that <laughs> Muslim people are looking to bomb everything, and it's it's not right. You know, like, and he's a good man. Like that's the scary right. thing is my father is a good man. Mm-hmm. He is not a bad guy, but he's being he watches Fox News all the time. Mm-hmm. That'll do it. And that's, That'll do and it that's right he's there. from Brooklyn, raised and born in Brooklyn. Like, it's just this is what it is. And that's what's like with this new, <laughs> with this new, um, like bravado to do mm-hmm. and say whatever you want. Then it brings yes, us to our next exactly. little piece of celebrity tea, mm-hmm. uh, Lisa Lampanelli. We're going to take a quick break with True Syrup and then we're coming back. <laughs> quick break. Let's go. 
Fresh off of uh, Thomas Ward preparing us for the apocalypse. <laughs> this is uh, Ida Rodriguez. I am in the studio and Woo! I want to thank my friends for holding it down for me. Um, I was at an audition, auditioning for a movie about marijuana. And <laughs> okay. I, when I got there, I was like, I should have done some marijuana before I went and tried done to do marijuana. Nine pages. <laughs> you look done cute as marijuana. hell. Though. You look cute as hell. I got to tell you. Thank you, you Thomas. Do. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I'm glad here. Vanessa Graddick, Thomas. Ward and Eric Jerome Dickey in the house, and we are going to have a party. Um, Adrian is in the house. For those of you, we're we're breaking Adrian into a radio, and every yeah, week, I made her talk. She was trying not to. She does no. It's, it's part of every week. It's a little. Mm-hmm. She gets a little more and more comfortable because she's nice. like, I don't know if I can. And I'm like, when you run your mouth when you're not on the mic, I'm just waiting for you to do that on the mic. That's she the has goal. a great voice for it too. She does. Um, and so thank you for being here. Uh, you uh, you and I join each other on the revolution on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> me and uh, Vanessa used to have beef. And we used to just uh, jump people on Twitter when we first started doing Twitter. We used to jump people yeah. on Really? Twitter. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, it was me, you, Tori. Tori Hart. And uh, there was somebody else. I know, but they're not with us anymore. Okay. So we're not going to give them any okay. shine. They don't. <laughs> no, right. I'm going to be over here. Um, so RuPaul has come under fire. We're still handling celebrity. Ru- yeah. RuPaul, RuPaul came under fire because they had a segment on the show called... Um, the evil twin one? I the evil that. twin yeah. one. And he ma- he said, uh, jump aboard the Bipolar Express. Mm-hmm. Right. And there has been uh, some backlash... So but it is every day, right? It's annoying. I first of all watched the show, and I also just like we mentioned before, yeah. I am bipolar one. Mm-hmm. I'm medicated for it. My family, my aunt is an arsonist. Like I have been through it, so I have okay. mental illness right. in my family. Yeah. So everyone needs to calm down. It's just ridiculous. The sec, the show was the evil twin thing. So the the boys they had to do they had to dress and drag, and they're evil twin. They're well, you bad. know you get in trouble just for calling them boys. Yeah. Oh, I already got I got into a fight with the trans comic. I'm a gay. I'm a Gay person who's yes. a comic, right? And I am a what they will say queer comedian, right? I got to a fight with a trans comic in the green room at the comedy store because what? I he's because now I said he you don't get the she <laughs> just because you're in a dress does not mean you are a cross dresser you're not trans yet yeah okay right. take the hormones get the facial reconstructive surgery cut your dick off then we'll talk about trans right. you are a cross dresser get periods I, contractions yeah, something well <laughs> they could have that thing listen if they get the hormones yeah you know, they can, I'll give them the trans but you got to do the work. You're 
You know, just because you win a pair of earrings, he sounds like this. He won't. <laughs> okay? So if I slip up the pronoun, I had just called him beautiful and I said, I saw you, I've seen your your journey for the year. Right. You're beautiful. And then you're going to reprimand me in front of people because I said he. I don't like being reprimanded in front of people. I know. So I, I went too. in, okay. okay? And now you're going to be he. I would have done she. But now you're he. Everyone needs to calm down. They I are a little outrage. ridiculous. And even the comments, one said, um, oh, how did they say it? It was like, I too have the bipolar. I was like, that's not how yeah, you, you, you don't have. You got the illiteracy, you know, honey. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, clearly, yeah, exactly. one of your personalities yeah. or whatever is tripping because you don't have yeah, the bipolar. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there is a, a severe void of information. For example, yes. t- even Kanye West with his album right. talks about being bipolar, but when he describes it in the music, it is the description of someone who has multiple personalities, exactly. which right, is right, not right, bipolarity. Right, right, exactly. yes. Yes. I think right. there, but there's a lot of people who are in, uh, are not informed about mental health aware mm-hmm. uh, issues, which is why we have such a problem in this country. But are we going to pounce on them when they don't know? Because no. that's what that's every single Teaching day. Moment. Yeah, no, no, no. Because it, it it gets to the point where I was watching this video uh, yesterday about uh, Judy Gold, the comedian doesn't want to do colleges anymore because college is supposed to be a safe space. And they interviewed these three college bookers and they all said, we are here to service uh, the kids and this college is supposed to be a safe space. And her argument was like, the world is not going to be a safe space. You know, I can't change my experiences to match your privilege. And that's exactly what she was saying. And so I think about this, like Mm -hmm. even if you are, uh, have mental health issues and they do say something like this, you couldn't have been around her when Archie Bunker was on TV. Right, right exactly. Right, right. Well, I have a there's a, I have a video on the Laugh Factory Hollywood page that, and I say faggot a few times. Oh in yeah, it. no, I saw it. Yeah, and the comments are hilarious, and this is offensive, this and that. First of all, I grew up where they wrote faggot on my locker, okay? <laughs> right. So I will say the word in a funny way when I want to say it, and it's about a dude. The the joke is about a guy behind a glory hole sucking random whatever, and that that I said he's a cock hungry faggot. That's a faggot. If you are behind a hole sucking random, make you a faggot, and that's fine. I'm like, pretty sure that's the definition. Yeah, that's if you the look definition. it up, there's glory holes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Vanessa uh, going to get some of the outrage. Her, her handle is at Vanessa. <laughs> so direct yeah. your anger towards her. Yeah, and they said, I'm going to report this for famous. a homophobic slur. Look, you know what? No, I said I thought your common sense would have uh, taught you would have no, cleared this up for you that I am gay. I am not using it as a homophobic slur. Right. I'm not using a slur. I am the slur. Like, right. are you kidding me? It's funny. It's hilarious. I'm taking the word back. I am making it, giving it less power. You're giving it power. Stop it. Enough. Yeah. It's like RuPaul. It's a show about they're doing twin, evil twin, bipolar. It's a yeah. wordplay. So yeah. you, you don't think RuPaul should apologize? No, nobody should apologize ever. <laughs> what if about you, Roseanne? Some people should apologize. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, listen. Roseanne lost what she lost. She messed up for her whole crew. But she, no, don't. I don't want an apology because you said it. It's what you believe in your heart. Do not apologize because it's BS. I don't like apology. You can, if you're my best friend, you could say sorry. But that's to move forward. But I right. still believe that we got a, still got a lot of work to do. So no, don't <laughs> apologize. Don't beat me and then say sorry. Beat me and then walk away. Well, or give me a fur coat. And okay. then walk away. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Eric, what do you think about this? You, I, it's, it's all new to me. I'm over here Googling glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Apparently they have Yelp reviews for glory holes. That is a real thing. LA cruising spot. You know, I, I just saw I just saw bits and pieces of it with with RuPaul, and it's just like everything is 
and outrage that pretty right. much it just goes way way beyond to uh you know it's never again it's times that think things should be a teaching moment and we can have a discussion and mm-hmm. this and again uh, what i've heard about bipolar being people is is so uneven Yes. You know, yeah. from Kanye to multiple personalities, people think Sybil the movie is bipolar. No. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't really know what it is. Yeah. Uh, it's a good time to educate people that know exactly what it is. I had a neighbor, an uh, actress who was bipolar, and I had to deal with her doing a production. And and I actually saw it. It's up manic. Front. You have manic episodes. <laughs> it yeah. was. Yeah. He had a bitch on set. We got to figure out no. a way to deal with uh, it. Like, <laughs> it, it, was, it was this. Is, it was us having a conversation, and then 15 minutes later, I come back. She does not remember anything we yes. just did. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And okay. I'm thinking you joking, but right, something right. Yeah. and and. Uh, Someone had to travel with her okay, to keep no. her on her meds. Oh, I see, I see. And so, okay. so she hadn't taken her meds, and we didn't okay. know that. And it was like, in July, we were doing a production, and she was wearing a fur coat. And we mm. couldn't figure out, and we, we couldn't figure out why she wasn't, and we were here in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and it was this hot, and we were trying to figure out, and then, yeah. Yeah, so. Well, that, that my, my therapist has said to me, my problem is that I'm keen Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, so I'm aware of when I'm be- of my bipolar episodes. Okay. So it, okay. it's her- even more hurtful because I'm suffering through it. She's just wearing a fur and she don't know that it's July. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm wearing the fur and I'm like, it's hot out here. I can't, I can't get this fur. So I'm, she says, that's why I'm a comic also because I'm keen to the environment. Right. So I understand it. So there's different levels. That's why I'm bipolar one. She okay. might be bipolar two, which is like my aunt was bipolar two, and she was an arsonist. She okay. didn't know she was burning down the drugstores. Yeah, she just you have these manic episodes if you're not. And you can't. And, help you can't really I'm an outsider. I'm an outsider. I don't know what I'm yeah. looking at. I don't. I don't know what I'm processing. Yeah, I don't, you can't even help yourself. I can't even. You know, I don't. I, I didn't even know what to call that mm-hmm. at right. the time. You know, right. the important yeah. part right now is just everybody needs more education on it. Like yeah. I was a social yeah. worker for yeah. a long time, so yeah. I'm well versed in mm-hmm. those. But people just don't understand. Right. And then they just talk, and they're just talking and oh, putting yeah. out something that it's not. And now people are confused. So when you say bipolar, it means 13 different things. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Also, right. So tell media. people, though, Vanessa, because you are you have you have been a health professional, yes. healthcare professional. When people detect uh, <clears throat> those around them, family members who may have some issues, what are your some of your suggestions for them? Because uh, a lot of people just are not diagnosed, and they're right. walking around, they don't they're unaware. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest the biggest thing that I would say is don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, <clears throat> especially in the black community, we don't. We look at mental health and we're like, nah, that's just crazy Reggie. We're just going to let him do him. Mm-hmm. But you have to go seek help. And there are a lot of people who think that they can control their cousin or their aunt or their whatever, and they cannot without, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it has to be medication, but at least find somebody to talk to so you know exactly what you're dealing with. And that's why we've had a few cases where <clears throat> something got out of hand. Someone mm-hmm. called the cops. Mm-hmm. The cops came. Someone ended up dead. Yep. Because yeah. they don't know how to. Yeah. And medic- again, they don't know what they're looking at. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you don't know that lack of information is what becomes very dangerous. Yeah. And then yeah. outside of that, just being patient. Just because you yeah. don't understand something or just because you may not understand what bipolar is doesn't mean that it's not a thing. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be patient mm-hmm. with that person. Yes. Right. right. And you just have to recognize that. 
And like when you said you had a bitch on stage, that's what happens a lot that's of times so too. They're like, oh, she just a bitch. She just acted but funny. But sometimes she no, is just a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's sometimes they yeah, a bitch. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. you can't be a bipolar bitch. That's my mama. That's my mama. So speaking of when people diagnose other people with mental illness, Lisa Lampanelli is on the cover of TMZ or on the front page of TMZ today. She had a meltdown at a show. Um, that's what they said. She said they said she had a meltdown. We don't know what happened prior to that, where she finally just went off. Because that's a lot of a lot of times that's yeah. what happens. Mm-hmm. They'll show you the video and they'll they'll show you when you go, but they don't show you what happens before exactly. you go. But Lisa is very known is known yeah. to be very the uh, queen of mean. Face. Yeah, queen of mean mm-hmm. in your face, mm-hmm. uh, irreverent. Unfre- you know, just she goes. So one of the men in her at her show was taunting her and finally we, it came down to that he gave her a dollar so she could shut up a hundred a hundred a hundred dollars a hundred and she okay. tore up the hundred dollar bill and then she went off on the you know the whole audience she just and then they tried and, to turn the lights on and yeah. then people were oh, actually trying to be nice and she was like i haven't needed help from you my entire life i'm not gonna <laughs> need your help now i can handle him on my own all this whole it was a lot I'd have taken the hundred and then just kept going. My <laughs> so, doing thank it. you. She didn't need that hundred. She don't need the hundred. That's the problem. I would have took the hundred and been like, "You got more." Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> I make, I'll make the whole audience show. I got the church basket out with a long stick. I already got paid for this show, so if I'm getting an extra couple hundred dollars to shut the fuck up, I'm gonna go on and go home. What? Yeah. <laughs> those of us who like are like, we listen. Yeah. I ain't gotta be here if you don't want yeah. me to be here. Right? There are a whole lot yeah. of people that want to see and me. And you gonna pay me to leave? Shit. Word. That's all a comedian ever wanted. What? Uh, just think of all the comics who never got a hundred dollars to be quiet. <laughs> I mean, no, right. I mean, you, 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 yeah. do all, you do all the road gigs, oh, you yeah, drive around, right. you, you don't even get gas money, and no. you go like, "What?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. They like gave her hundred dollars to shut up. She threw him out, went off, and and what I, you know, so my my where I want to go with this is when is it okay, okay to go off, right? Mm. Because. Now the you can't go off because now if you go off, you're something. The media is right. there mm-hmm. present, so you're mentally ill. Right. You got anger mm-hmm. management issues. But it, is there not a line that people cross that when you get to that point where it's like you turn into Sophia from the color purple? <laughs> take my children yes, home. Yes, <laughs> you know Sophia what I mean? home now. I mean, are we not allowed that anymore because people really, really push? Well, here's the thing. I believe we are all allowed to go off at any time. But we do have to understand that there are going to be repercussions and yeah. and everybody else is allowed to react yeah. how they want to react. So it's like, you know, I've gone off. I'm just not famous enough to lose anything. Right. I've kicked them. I've kicked. I've threatened people. Meet yeah. me outside. I, let's talk this outside. Catch me outside. Yeah. Yeah. And it just I just don't matter yet. So, you know, that's just just the world we live in. Unfortunately, until everybody got phones. Have you, ever, you told a straight guy that? Oh, yeah. At Laugh Factory Vegas. I, he, he told me because he goes, next topic. He said, because I was talking about my gay oh, shit. Oh, yeah. And I said, yeah, next topic. And I just, I didn't even give it a minute. I said, you get get the fuck out, you faggot ass, homophobic <laughs> bitch. And I went in. I was like, go, I go, and when you get outside, meet me out there and I'll finish this conversation with <laughs> we you. Know, we going to put go, Thomas on the team. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like, listen. Yeah. The last thing a homophobe wants to do is tangle with an angry yeah. gay guy. He, <laughs> might, <laughs> he went to the nature D. <laughs> he might end up going home. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. He said, he threatened me about me. Yeah. So that's the thing too. You know, the bully becomes the victim all the time nowadays. Because right. he was like, you know, he said next, and that just triggered me. 
Yeah. I've been told my whole life, next topic. You, you know, and I'm the, done. You're poking the bear with yeah. the stick, and then you yeah. get mad. You know, yeah, well, yeah, people yeah, think yeah. that they can do that to yeah. comedians. Yeah, now. Right. they and do. I yeah. went in. I, I stopped the show. I said, I'm not going on. I'm not continuing until he leaves. Mm. I go, get out. He goes, give me my money back. I'll go. I'll pay for everything just so you shut up and get out of my life. I said, and wait pay for me for when I'm done. Yeah. Mm. Get out. I'm Damn. Wait, I ain't going. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, just, I earned that money. That I'm going to keep that money. Yeah, that was dramatic. I ain't got hey, nothing uh, to Eric, you ever threw somebody out of a book signing? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. I heard they get pretty nasty at the book signings. Uh, the no, bonds but, are noble. But people have said stuff, and I had to measure my response. Oh, I mean, yeah? you know, again, because I may be up in the bars. Yeah. Because people just walk up, and they will just say anything to you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, you're not real. You're this thing. And they just... Ugh. God. I've had people say stuff to me and then I respond in a, in a cool way mm-hmm. and it's like they just wanted to see if they could get my attention which mm-hmm. was really sort of why? Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. seem nice and level-headed. Everybody like, needs a hug. Well, you know what? It's, again, like you said, it was that yeah. beat someone said something really nasty mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. Then what it turned out to be was I was being chastised by a writer mm-hmm. uh who was unpublished, yes. un- unable to get published, there it is. who came to my book signing to mm-hmm. sit on the front row yes. to, to try hate. to dog me out. Yes. Uh-huh. And what, then I kind of, pro- you know, I rolled through it. Then I, so you're a writer. You, are you a writer? Yes. Are you published? No. Oh, so your there problem is, is yeah, yeah. I'm published and you're not. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the whole, I mean, I'm in a room of like 300 people. They went, ooh. <laughs> you know? yeah. So it turned, but it could have gone, you know, And I think way, there are know? ways to go off. Like, I, I love being just a, like a wordsmith. Like, oh yeah, no, I, you're I, you're evil. <laughs> I, this, is, this is one of my good yes, friends. She's that. evil. It's maniacal. <laughs> it's like, I will assassinate you, and you will never yes. know. I love it. I, I was love a debutante. It. I will curtsy yes. and have you slit your own throat. I, I don't have to it. do it. I love it. I have to be in the mental space to go there with her, because right. like, I I get emotional. It's so but quick when, to go when she when she wants to go in on somebody. Vanessa will. Mm. I, I was at the court with her, and I saw her get into two men who have really big egos on the same night. Get out. And I was like, we about to get our ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> no, we like, and, then, and then she'll fight, too. Yeah, right, 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 right. Insult to injury, but I was like, we about to end up in a squabble. Uh, oh, my god! And they were both oddly built men. So uh, it was like, it have been like this very, very interesting exchange. Oh, my gosh. This one is maniacal. This oh, one will be I like, love that. I can appreciate that because I'll man. be passive. I will passively, aggressively cut someone down. Like, you've seen me, Ada. I'm like, yes. I'm like uh, you know, like, oh. I'll be like, I'll be like, I'll be like, I understand that you don't understand this because your father never loved you, and I get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I'll be like bitchy in a very subtle way, right? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, so I love that monaccia that you do. That's great because all that extra stuff, I don't need to do all that. I'm yeah. just, I don't have to slit your throat. You're gonna do it when you get home because yeah. you're gonna be true. thinking about yes. it. And it's gonna it's so stick true. with you. Uh-huh. You know, what, and I think that's I me. Mean, it's like that. It's that writer part. It's that that hood part of me that mm-hmm. wanted to have that mm-hmm. first reaction that mm-hmm. then I have to like back up, back up and become this writer dude mm-hmm. that kind of hits I, yeah. you with something that makes you go like, oh, I'm sorry. Not me. <laughs> but I, I don't like I, when people, know. when you are in the public eye as yeah. comedians, as writers or whatever, yeah. people think that because that we're only our profession. Right. So it's yeah. like they can say whatever the fuck they want. It's right. like, yeah. oh, you're a comedian. You can take yeah. it. No, I'm a grown woman right. first. Right. Yeah. You yes. have to get these yes. grown woman hands. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yes. It ain't going to be nothing yes. funny about exactly. it. Exactly. Yes. You know, and you see it. You, there's something going on with them. You see it when uh-huh. they show up. And People it's, just, and you know what yeah. I mean? It's just, and it's, it's like you've done nothing. They've never met you. And, but, yep. mm-hmm. but they show up to. Yes. yes. And, and I want to go on record to say this because we, we've been very, um, Everybody's gotten with the scapegoat of Donald Trump that white mm. people are the ones that are going around 
Everybody, 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 everybody is unhinged and out of control yeah, yeah, and yeah, think yeah. that they can say whatever yes. that they yes. want to say to you. Boom, they think boom, they could tweet 100%. whatever they want. Yes. Well, I was just I was saying yeah. about the Latin, the Latin stuff with that that lawyer who went off at on the the Latinos in the, oh, yeah, and, the yelling same. at them. Mm -hmm. Now here's what my problem was with this. I was like, of course he's a jerk. Of course he's an asshole. And he got what he deserved. He, you know, they they were kicked him out of the office space. They were th getting his license away. And they Great. sent a mariachi band to but his then, house. But that's where yes. it's still, but that I didn't like because it was like that was you know this is I was like enough now we're harassing him and now you're just fueling his hate now he got a Fox deal now he hates you even more you're making him feel correct for what he's doing let's not lower ourselves we don't they're chasing him with the cameras and everybody and 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 it's like now it's like you can't what he didn't kill your child but he listen, said don't speak yeah. a language I, I, listen <laughs> so he hurt I, some I Latinos feelings he hurt my feelings right, because but, the English is my second language and I agree but but the 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 punishment did not was not but listen what, what, you know. I don't know about that because the punishment wasn't all issued by the same people like it the media very... was the one that was following him around with the cameras that was not undocumented media but people that... but watching the comments of people like yeah get him this, yeah. It's, it's a gross lynch mob mentality don't mess with Latin oh really is that the is that the image you yeah, want to put out yeah but those cameramen that were following no, him know, around were comments, not Latino the support, yeah, the support right. that I saw on social media yeah, but is you that know the what? image you want to put out that you can't have an opinion this is America and if you want to be and live in America you have to have it be able to have an opinion without a vicious attack you can back. have an opinion but you cannot yell it in a grocery store full of people because you like can. you said earlier yeah. there are consequences and right. repercussions yeah. 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 those yeah. people yeah. in the grocery store deal with it and yet Latin people are tired of it so that's something gay that gay people that, are tired too we don't, sure, we don't hang yeah, out and but, chase people but people do don't that. know that you're gay until you open your mouth and tell them that you're which gay which is even until worse people invisibility see you. is even yeah, worse yeah but you're a white man when they see you right but that's not the reality for me so I get the fake shit and then we can't pretend not to be Rather know straight up how you feel about me, rather than be my friend and then backstab well, me. I mean, I and totally I understand that you because you didn't know I was a faggot. And, and having that be your choice is one thing, but it's not the reality at all times. Like I know you would want rather have people just say no. I don't like you because of this that, and the third, but they're not gonna know walking up to you. Mm -hmm. Like there are people walking up, like oh I don't like you just because of the color of your skin or whatever. We can't hide it. We can't fake yeah, it. No, we I can't get it. whatever. And so it's not. But I'm I, just saying, don't lower ourselves well, to the behavior I don't, I don't of, agree. A, of Listen, a, I'm not with the whole Lord of the Flies mentality either, right? but it yeah. goes along. But but the reality of it is, is that for people to say to marginalized groups and disenfranchised groups, enough already, when they have been experiencing this for years after years after years, and they are fucking tired yes. of people walking up to them, saying all kinds of shit, thinking that they can, and at some point, people break. Now, I'm not saying follow him around with cameras because that's money. And, and I, I don't think they should be in my thing. And sending the tacos. But and it's like, it's like, you're just fueling the They hate. just wanted him to experience the culture. Who <laughs> doesn't like a good mariachi band? You know, and, and I felt the same way. I mean, way I didn't feel bad for him at all, though. At all. I don't feel bad and for him. And tacos I are delicious. Society. They I sent him no, tacos. We, 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 this is Lord of the Flies. I didn't feel bad for him at all, ever. Okay? <laughs> we are and, a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that's yeah. the greatest of our problems. Yeah. We are, our, our president said, grab him by the pussy. Yeah. All is lost after that. Oh, oh, I had a friend on Instagram posting a story. He said, I voted today, and I only voted for the only if they had a Latin last name. So he voted for some Republicans because they had a Latin last name. Okay. That is not smart. No, and I'm saying no. that's not American and it's not a good way for your, for your Latino people to have put in your community. Yeah, but the majority of... La the problem is that right. the media has a good way of highlighting the, the extreme the of every culture. Yeah. No, but I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. social right. media. Most, right. in, you know, a lot of people who are 
Latino, which there we have a great number of yeah. attorneys in Miami, Chicago, mm-hmm. New York. Here. We a bunch of here, yeah. people yeah. that yeah. you don't hear about because what you see is basketball wives because the media continues to perpetuate 100%. these exaggerated images yeah, and caricatures of right. people of our, yeah. of color. So when I'm when you see those people, that's not the that is not the mean of who voted. Of you know? course, but that, but I'm just saying but, I'm talking about that's a personal friend of mine who did well, you it. So need I'm just some talking new friends. about no, it's just <laughs> listen, you you got to you know make your opinions on your day to day and. You know, even when the gay dudes were twerking in front of Mike Pence's house, I said, that is not the way for us to behave. Because now you're just, you know. a free show. He should be appreciative. <laughs> you know, and as a gay person, I, I said, no, I will always condemn what is wrong, whether it's a white man, whether it's I know, you got that Michelle always. Obama thing. When they go low, you go yes, high. But oh, some right. people drop it low. Right. <laughs> drop it too low. Hey, drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it. Drop it, drop it, drop it. <laughs> You know, hey, don't hey. perpetuate the hate. That's the problem. You're giving them but, a but reason. The re- but well, the- don't initiate the hate. I don't believe in an eye for an eye. It, well, you know? I, I don't either, but at the same time, you don't let this guy, he's used to being going into these spaces, shouting what he wants, and just walk off. No, he did so, it that so, one so, time. He did, it, he did it that one time. I, that, no, no, I, I, no, I, I, he's no. Been no. Rallies. He's been at rallies. No, 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 no. He did it more than once. He okay. went off they on another a, guy, a Jewish guy. He thought the guy documented. was ethnic. Right. Got, it's they, on YouTube, yeah. several videos of him. Over time and, over and time and time, time again. an asshole. There are assholes in but this country. But it is not and the responsibility world. of people of color to alleviate the hate that white people who hate people of color have. But you said he did it to a Jewish guy, too. So it's yeah, not just people it. of color. No, See, you're separating us. We're all separating. The, he thought the Jewish guy was Latino. Whatever he did. He's a Jewish guy it's still. It's what he yeah. was saying. He, right. was, he told the Jewish guy, go back to your country. Right. The point but is the guy's an asshole. True. But it is not the job of people of color to alleviate the bigotry that lives in white people's hearts. So if they send a Mariachi ban and that's going to perpetuate his bigotry hate. in people's of that, colors. Hearts. That's like, not it's like absolutely. So, but what I'm saying, it is not the responsibility of people of color. The re, the reality of it is that white people have not experienced systemic racism year no, after year after not. year. Yes, absolutely. So it, it's not our job to alleviate white tears. But it's also right. not our job to persecute. It is the Lord's job to persecute. It is the universe's job to teach. I mean, I agree with it you. It is not our job okay. to follow around and harass and to make it even worse. Because but it's not good for our society. With the mariachi band and the tacos and, and the people on social media. Yeah, get him. He did not kill the child. You know what I'm saying? He told he, 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 he made some Spanish people upset. He hurt their feelings. And we're just giving that fire. We're saying, you're right. In this country, you can't hurt someone's feelings. Because then you're, even with the Me Too shit. I do not believe that their job, their whole careers, and everyone should be ruined. Never be able to take all their shit off TV. Because he was a disgusting pig. I believe, yeah, we need to bring awareness to that. And men need mm-hmm. to behave better. Right. But at this point, it's like enough's enough. You cannot be a lynch mob. I, I have a bit. I'm like, gay people for decades, we've been coming out marching. Can we have some rights? Okay, not this year. We'll be back next year. Y'all got it done in two weeks. Now it's done. Like men were afraid to look at women. They were done and, and good. They should you got, be. They should be. But now it's done. But now it's not, any done. Man, it's not yes, done. Yes, it is. Any man who's still done. touching you inappropriately, it's not done. It's not done. It's it happened to me last week. It's because not done. Because you're not going to change done. DNA in men. No, so you need right. to. You brought awareness. <laughs> Men are aware. Yeah. Their men are now saying we we have to resist. But the problem with the difference is what you're talking about. You're speaking from a moral standpoint. Yeah, what those men did was illegal because right. they yeah. abused their power in right. the workplace. <clears throat> And we there talked are about consequences. This. The girls being up in the hotel room at 3 a.m. after they were fangirls. You know, you know what I'm saying. Like we Wait, talked that's about not the Louis the thing. Case. The Louis thing. Oh well, that's Louis, okay. I'm not talking about rape at all. When I talk about me too, oh, Louis, I Louis, do not talk Louis. about rape. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> right. I have girls' friends that are ra- were raped, okay. right. and they are offended 
buy mm. some of the Me Too shit. Right. So I am not talking about that. I'm okay. talking about the Louis stuff, the Aziz shit. I'm right. talking about that. Because now you got, you know, that's a soapbox. Aziz didn't lose anything. Aziz but, just know, was, he, was his just reputation embarrassed. was smeared. He didn't. His he reputation was smeared. He had to disappear for a little while. It's not fair. Yeah, because he he got embarrassed for not having good dick. And yeah. that's he not our fault. He got embarrassed for not having good game. His game good was game bad. And you good got, you're giving power to, I'm saying everybody. Yeah. I hate cops because of what they do to black kids in the streets. I will hate anyone wrong. And yes, you can be a person of color and be wrong. Absolutely. You can be a woman oh, yeah. and be wrong. Yeah, absolutely. You can be a cop and be wrong. I agree. No, absolutely. You can be gay and be wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's what we need to understand. Yeah. And we need well, to come together. Yeah, I agree. But look at you. You're just too angry, I get right? Hyped. I get passionate. Ain't nobody going to hug you like that. <laughs> <Right. laughs> oh, we are past hugs. That's an angry we are past hugs. hugs. So we're going to go back to originally when I was like, who hurt you? Who Everybody has hurt me. So we are in the world. In the we are in the world video. We are the world. They didn't have. No gays in the children. real the world video. Yes, they did. They just no. weren't out yet. Exactly. They were afraid for their lives. I, I mean, listen. I, uh -huh. I I believe bigotry lives in the heart of of all people. But systemic racism and institutionalized it's a, it's racism. Not white the yeah. minute yeah. that of gay course. people can affect straight white people from being able to buy properties and get jobs, the, yeah. the day that black yeah. people can affect the way that you live your life and well, you having the pursuit you know of happiness. gay people move into right. the, her neighborhood right. because very nice. So <laughs> that's not a good that, example. That becomes a another issue but right. what I, I mean right. I'm not I, I I wouldn't put my money into sending a mariachi band to Somebody's harass own. that man yeah, I wouldn't do that. but I mean it didn't bother me because I feel like you know what I think sometimes people go off for the sake mm -hmm. of what's around them right. because mm -hmm. He lives in New York. Mm -hmm. He is around mm -hmm. Latin people yeah. all the time. Day and night. Yeah. You know There's what I mean? There's a lot of nights, especially in yeah. New York. I'm from New York. It's not like he asshole. was uh, like in Iowa or someplace. Yeah, and upstate. Yes, yeah. I mean, he was in New York. Yeah, I mean, that, but, which, well, everyone has this idea that New York, uh, human beings are everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> So yeah, there yeah, are assholes yeah. everywhere. I no, but you. I'm saying, you sit, when you get on a train in New York, you mm. can be sitting next to somebody from Iran, a homeless person. Yeah, but you're also sitting next to a racist. Yeah. And that's just going to always be. So let's not fuel that fire. Let's come together in a, the good. Let's all the, uh, the good people come together yeah. and stop fighting each other. I just had a black so man call me a faggot. What so if let's it was a together. good person who mm -hmm. sent the mariachi band? That's not a good person. Because they wanted That's them to have some person. nice they music. Good. They just patty. Not, honey, mariachi <laughs> is not <laughs> nice Make patty music. <laughs> you know that. Listen, send me a band and some tacos. He didn't have to pay nope. for I, dinner. I don't find any torture hilarious. I, I think I, I, giving I somebody think, tacos is torture. I wouldn't really call that torture. I mean, no, mariachi band, you know. No, that's not torture. I gave him tacos. He didn't have to buy his dinner that night you yeah. no, I think we, should, we gotta separate though the things that were happening to him right when he when he shuddered and you see him saw him hiding that was TMZ yes that was right but I'm not even what, talking about now? him I'm talking about the people saying this is great yes get him I'm talking about that I'm not but talking about him but that's just the internet that's just the world that's that right. we live but in no matter people, what if you put a post on there's gonna be those type of comments about this show heart, tomorrow it's gonna be everything we everything, put up it's about his book yeah. it's about your comedy I wish that's a where motherfucker we are. would say <laughs> something about this show tomorrow yeah, 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 yeah. I wish you said yeah, it today yeah. call somebody <laughs> yeah. the F word the N word the yeah. S word whatever if you want to I ain't like Vanessa I ain't using my extended vocabulary to hurt your feelings 
Exactly. I'm with you, girl. Word. I said, give me a reason. <laughs> all right. So now we're all laughing. So I think uh, it's, let's talk about it. Let's bring a little levity to it because I, I don't want uh, Thomas to have Thomas a, need a, a hug. stroke. Right now. <laughs> Thomas, need a Thomas hug. like, we need to come together right oh, now. what we need to do. This motherfucker right Everybody here. Everybody needs a hug. Come here and let me I get you a hug. I white people get mad. They just... <laughs> I'm Italian. Y'all ain't had nothing to be I'm mad Italian. about. It's a baby. Don't yeah, do that. He don't like when the police hurt. Can I say this too? Can I bring this topic up too? Okay, black people, as, as with the oh, black person sitting next to me. Two. There's, yeah. Where? You got another one over there? Yes, you're right. right. You're a sandwich. I'm Dominican on the weekend. She, she, okay. she gives me a little stank eye sometimes when I say certain things touchy okay. that seem to be touchy. You can look like somebody, right? Like I said to this girl yesterday who looked like the host of a show, I said I hugged her thinking she was the host because to be honest, I really didn't, I, I was kind, being kind, right? But I, and I shouldn't have been because she was she was bitchy. So I said oh, you did a great job too. She goes, oh, it wasn't me. She looked like the girl. She goes, I go, oh, I'm sorry, you looked like the girl that was. So she goes, why? Because she black. And I said, oh, yeah, okay, let's start there. <laughs> like, and it was it's just annoying. It's like, yeah, like, is it is that wrong to say that you're black? Because it's beautiful, and and yes, you looked like her. You had short hair. You had a, the eyes were shaped the same. Like, and I said to honey, I am not the enemy. I am not racist. But now I don't like you. Right. <laughs> and I've had right. that before. Why? Because she black? Yes. No, she's not Asian. She's black. Let's start. That's the first thing that made that's me think That's basic you look like of what it takes yeah, to look exactly, like somebody. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's first step. And it's annoying. Like when I'm trying to describe somebody, I I leave that she's black last. But everybody, okay. what bothers like, me is when people are describing someone and they're like, oh, you know. ブラックガールズ。ブラックガールズ。ブラックガールズ。ブラックガールズ。ブラックガールズ。ブラックガールズ。ブラックガールズ。ブラックガールズ。ブラックガールズ。ブラックガールズ。ブラックガールズ。
And I get the whole too. wokeness, but you gotta uh-huh. sleep sometimes. Yes. Like there yes. is such yes. a thing as being too yes, woke. You I will agree. die if you don't get enough rest. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, there, there's that extreme. Yeah, yeah I'm like, dude, yeah. relax. Keep your patchouli oils and get yeah. away from me. I don't. And a lot do of it. it is just a trend. It's not even. Mm-hmm. Gen- it's, oh yeah, of course. Not, yes. It's disingenuous. Yeah. It's a soapbox. Yeah. Yes. Now it's my time to to. It's like no, you should have always been speaking. Always, right. not because it's yeah. popular now. Exactly. I came out. I used to talk about being gay on stage before it was a popular thing. Before people were, and now every gay. I'm a gay guy. Yeah, I know you was. So, so, you know, like, it's just like, just be consistent. And 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 I told the trans comic, I go, if I corrected everybody that offended me or said the wrong thing about right. you know, the wrong mm-hmm. boyfriend or partner, this, that, I would never have. The reason why people love me and I change people's minds is because I know how to come across. I know how to bring them in with love. But you know what? Of cool. Thomas, I was the first Latina who used to talk about being Latina on stage. Mm-hmm. And now these other bitches are right. all <laughs> saying that. Yeah. Vanessa, too. She was like uh-huh. the first black one. And mm-hmm. now all the other ones are saying they black, too. Right, of course. I'm Dominican. Yeah. Let's be clear about this. I'm Dominican on the weekend. So sarcastic. <laughs> right now, everybody's teasing their hair. And everybody's Let's just be right proud. Right, exactly. Right. Now, so hold on. It's Monday, so I'm back yeah. to being a good old, uh, so a it, good old Negro. It is but Monday, and IHOP has changed their oh name my God. to right. IHOP, and the oh B, what? which everybody was guessing, was stands breakfast. for burgers. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Everybody thought it was breakfast. That made that made no sense to me. Because they're trying to they're trying to say that they put their same amount of love into all of their meals, which is not the truth. But <laughs> right, whatever. Yeah. But they're saying that they put it's just a gimmick. They're it's only temporary. They're supposed oh. to change it back to IHOP. Okay. But that's only on social media. Yeah. Okay. 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 But they are changing a couple of signs. There's a couple of signs in LA that have changed to IHOP. Um, but it's just they added like three or four new burgers to their menu and they want to push to have them sold, I guess. Because you don't go to IHOP for regular food. You go for breakfast food and yeah, you get a burger. They always have burgers. When someone orders a burger when I'm in the IHOP, I'm like, you're You know those, those yeah. burgers aren't good because nobody, the only no. when you're drunk and you go there to sober Oh, the chicken up. tenders when you're drunk, they're delicious, yeah. they gotta be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I never had a burger at, at IHOP. Why would you? I've only had pancakes. I've only had pancakes. No, they got that butter pecan syrup and that is my absolute, they don't have that anywhere. I've been looking for that. If I find that, IHOP is over. IHOP and IHOP. done. They need it a gluten-free pancake. IHOB. I don't did, like it. Did you it. see everybody else? Uh, all the burger places were hidden back at. at oh yeah, on the, social yeah, media. On social media. Oh, no, I can't remember everything. Wind, Wendy's hit hard. I can't remember what Wendy's. Wendy's. They got Wendy's, the best social media. Wendy's, oh, Wendy's is hard. a G girl. Wendy's. They got Wendy's the best hard. social media. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do come out. They do. But I, we were just all thinking like, oh, that's what America needs—another burger, burger joint. Yeah, <laughs> but it's weird How because original. they're actually owned. Like their the parent company is the same as Applebee's. Uh, oh, get out! And like you go okay. to Applebee's for burgers. You don't go to like let it. And they're like, well, it doesn't matter because you can't get a beer and a burger here. You go. I'm like, y- y'all are just being dumb. They, all, yeah. they got. Not enough time. I go to Denny's for burgers, to be honest with you. If I'm going to get a burger, I'm going to go to Denny's. Oh, or Denny's has skillet. good burgers? Uh-huh. Or In-N-Out. That's, where you going, why are you going? In-N-Out. Yeah, In-N-Out for yeah. burgers. Yeah. So everybody um, in here, this one I know is a carnivore. This one makes fun of me <laughs> yeah. whenever I don't eat meat. But um, mm. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk to Eric Jerome Dickey about his new book. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Bad Men and Wicked Women, back in two seconds. <laughs> Havana, 
And we are back with Truth Serum. We had to take a quick joke because we had to go cool, a, a quick break. We had, to cool, we had to go cool Thomas off. We got a water hose in the back. We had to cool him off because he was about to go lead the revolution today. My man. He took off and burst into flames. I like him. I like him. He's cool. That's who he is. 100% pure know, authenticity. Man. Nothing mm-hmm. fake about that nope. one. If he don't like you, you're going to know it. And if yes. he loves you, you're going to know it. That's why I like that energy, man. And yeah. Yeah, and, he's, and he's uh, right next to me. I'm talking mm-hmm. like he's out the room. No, but but he, he's like in tune yeah. with a lot, and you know how he feels mm-hmm. about it. Thank and you. Yeah. It, he's real. present. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's present. And that's I mean, a problem. You know, a lot of people yeah. are not present anymore. You know, he's, uh, he's present across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some 100%. people are only present in, in the thing that, that impact them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's just a feeling. That's what we all try. We should all be that. Yeah, yeah for each other. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, we just stand divided. Without that, there's no true empathy. Yes. So, yeah. Well, we got Eric Jerome Dickey in the house, New York Times best-selling author, and uh, we want to. You have a new project. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, I just dropped a book uh, last month. It's called Bad Men, Wicked Women. This is my almost thirtieth novel yeah, at this point. I mean, I lost track because I got some <laughs> yeah. at home. But hey, none of them got Muhammad busy. Ali on the cover. I know, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, and this one takes it's, uh, takes place in L.A. under the umbrella of all the stuff we're talking about today: the, okay. this, uh, social justice. Uh, gosh, I, I think I at some point in some way cover every issue. relevant issue, even if in conversation or in action or in a scene in some kind of way. And at the same time, it's part of a crime story. Uh, the main character, Ken Swift, is what I call an enforcer. He goes to collect the money. All right. Mm-hmm. He goes to do a job. Things go sideways. And we have some fun with, uh, with some criminals and some intense racism at the same time. Oh, it sounds really timely. Yeah, it is. It's very timely. The guy that he goes up against is pretty much, uh, I would pretty much call him uh, almost like a Trump. Pretty wow. much. I mean, I mean, I mean, in a sense that he's uh, outnumbered. You know what? He's Initially, he's offended because two black guys come to collect the money, and it just blows up. It's like, what these niggas doing in my house? Ooh, and that starts the whole, and from there it just goes, it just goes. And he's one of those characters like, you know, you've offended me. And then he gets into this thing where, uh, how many times can I say nigga in a, in a sentence? And he just goes on and on and on, you know, and, and the guys are trying to be professional, but it goes, it goes sideways. And at the same time. Did he say it more than they said it in Django? Oh, I don't think I can match that. He gets there. I was trying, as a writer, I was trying to be real creative about the way that he's doing it and the way mm-hmm. he talks about it, the way he brings it up, how I insult you. It's that... Uh, on one hand, it's like it's like oh my god, is this? But on the other hand, I'm reading it almost from that being in a Quentin Tarantino film perspective, mm-hmm. you know, because you I think that if it was if it were filmed, you would be cracking up at it and offended at the same time, right? You know what I mean? Because this guy just really, if we got that actor who just goes all in uh, on it, and uh, and also at the same the part of the story is uh, Ken Swift is being blackmailed by his daughter. His daughter knows what he what he does. She needs fifty thousand dollars. That's a sec. That's a, another plot on the side. So we got family issues, social justice issues. Uh, a lot of it takes place in um, the Merck Park section of L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I get into the gentrification and the fears of the people and what used to be there, what it is now, what it's becoming. Uh, and part of it takes place in uh, Pasadena, which used to be a sundown town, which mm-hmm. is where they go. Where because one of the things the the main character mentions is. 40 years ago, you wouldn't be able to come up here. That's right. You, you wouldn't even be able to step foot in my house. 
you know what I mean? And that's, and he, you know, the whole stuff, because a lot of people don't know the history of just this area. You don't have to go to Alabama. You didn't have to go to way up north because there was a lot of spots that were, uh, they were white only, white only places. Lamert Park was white only until, uh, well, until laws change. Because right. it, was, it was developed as there will be no black people, no Jews, no Mexicans in this area. Right. That, was, that was in the covenant. So, yeah. You're very passionate about uh, this <clears throat> book. Uh, you find yourself being that passionate about all your books? Yeah, or do. does this one have like a special? I think uh, every book uh, for that time, for that period, for that year, I put all my energy into it. So at that right. moment, it was, it was uh, it's always special. I always try to do my best. I try to complex stories, complex characters, fun, comedy, all this mm -hmm. at the same time, you know. Uh, I just love trying to tell uh, a good story, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully something to bring the reader in. And, it's, and, and if you've read the bulk of the 30, all the 30, some of the 30, as you've moved from novel to novel, you don't feel as if you've read, you're reading the same book over, over and, over, and again. over again. Yeah, You'll pick up uh, Bad Men, Wicked Women, and if you read The Other Woman, it's totally different. Yeah, I can You know, tell. It's, totally, it's totally different. And uh, Tempted by Trouble uh, and was that Naughty or Nice. So you got a couple of, two of the novels have um, male voices as the lead, two of the novels have female voices as leads. So. Do people think your books are about uh, sex? Because of the titles? I think sometimes they do, but uh, even if there's intimacy in the novels, there's a plot. Right. Because you, you can't, you have to have something to hold the story together. Right. It's not just, you know, just people knocking boots. Is that is that an old term? I think the thing that, that brings the readers back that uh, even if I write about intimacy, I'm writing about this, there's something... There's something deeper going on there. Right. Uh, there's something that you wanted that you um, that pulls you into this moment. There was a moment before, mm -hmm. and then after after the intimacy, what do you have for a lot of the the characters uh, in the story? The motivation. Um, uh, sometimes you're hiding behind sex. Sometimes you're trying to hide from the world. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you want something else. This is a means. This is an ends to a mean. I mean, so whenever I'm writing, it's never just I'm just writing about two people. I'm I'm thinking of. Uh, something beyond that. You create a world. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. I mean, I, um, you, you, you write characters who who are, well, biology is a motherfucker, but you know, hot to be together, and then, then the moment after is like, what did we just do? Absolutely, that's you happened know. to me and Vanessa quite a few times. <laughs> a little yeah. bit, a little bit. I mean, I mean, you know, so hey, Adrian, we do. Uh, she just doesn't have the mic, but she's laughing. Um, so, I uh. What's your process? Do you go away to write when you're working on a particular project? Uh, several projects. Uh, uh, Resurrected Midnight took place in Argentina, so I, I was in Argentina for four months. Uh, a, another part of his, uh, of this Gideon series, who's an assassin hitman, took place in London, so I was in London for four months. And then uh, <clears throat> I did this other novel, Dying for Revenge, which took place in Antigua, West Indies. So I was down there for about four or five months. Okay. And gosh, I mean, well, yeah. So I would, I, I get there, I get on location, I study the culture, I drop my characters into whatever's going on there at the time. If they were protesting, uh, well, Argentina, I picked up the history of Argentina. Mm -hmm. 
because I created a couple of characters who were from Argentina. So right. this is the things that they care about, the, the juntas, the, the, the disappeared, uh, all this. So it would be remiss of me to create a character and this is not part of their history. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, and I write it so I want my fans here to read it and enjoy it and enjoy the journey. And at the same time, if you're in Argentina or Antigua or London, if you've been there, if you pick it up, you can go like, oh my God, this is on point. Right. You know, because I read this novel uh, a long time, and this is why I read this novel a long time ago. What's the name of the novel? Uh, I'm not, I don't Call want to, I don't want to put nobody on Front Street. Call uh, them out. Okay, it was a James Patterson novel. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that. And there was a section of it, it was in DC, which I don't know DC, but when it got to LA, all the streets were wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here reading it going like, I actually called up a friend and said, hey, man, do these streets intersect? He was like, no. I'm like, they do in this book. So, <laughs> and I was just trying to figure out. So I was like, oh, you don't know that spot. So if you're reading about Argentina, London, or whatever, and it's a, a journey, I'm actually in a car doing the research mm-hmm. or walking or jogging or even I'm sorry, that took place in the in the. Uh, Atlanta, right. Stone Mountain. I mean, I had, I said characters jogged around Stone Mountain, so I got myself went out and you got black characters jogging. Around oh yeah, yeah better yeah. get snatched up by the KKK in Stone Mountain. Got a story about that. I came, I came around and I saw the. Um, I was literally out jogging, and I was about about three and a half, and I came up on that a uh, Civil War reenactment. Yes, and the thing, it's like all of a sudden I'm jogging, you see nothing. All of a sudden I see dude, like, did I just go back in time? What yes, and and I mean, and they are serious. I actually They're ran up on one, and I'm just like, how long did that thing last? For me, I kept going. Oh, so I was, <laughs> I was like, but, you were a slave for two days. Oh, <laughs> two days a slave. You know what? I saw it, and I'm just kind of sitting here, and then, and I know we've had this conversation. And I'm like, didn't they lose? And yeah. <laughs> But it and it was well populated. Yeah, no, no, well populated. I I had never seen one before, and to be a black man, and then you you get around the other side of the mountain, and you've got all the Confederate soldiers carved into the mountain. I remember it was like one of those horror films. I'm jogging, then I look Mm -hmm. back, I was like, whoa, where? (laughs) Did you fall? (laughs) No, No, either good for you, you didn't fall. No, I didn't. But you know, so I I would put stuff like that in the novels. It's authentic. I mean, you know, it, it if you. Uh, it's important to me. I mean, uh, because I just like to that part of my. I just like to get it right. That's good. The, like the, that. the little, the little details. You I mean, like it doesn't it have to be anything right. big. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, this, you know, uh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, if you know, I, I don't want to just say someone jogged around. I mean, you, you know, you got the Confederate mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, every yeah. description. Every street ends in the word plantation. Right. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you know, so little yeah, stuff like that. So, so, and this is what makes. This is not just any other jogging trail. This I'm making it unique to this, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, and the humidity and the mosquitoes, mosquitoes and the trees. And so, so yeah, I, I want to ask you this because I've been talking to a lot of people um, who are uh, writing books, have written books, and yeah. they've all moved into self-publishing. Yeah. Do you self-publish? I haven't self-published. Uh, I started out. I was going to take that route, but I had a bad experience and lost about six thousand. But that's mm-hmm. a, that's a whole other story. Uh, I was lucky to get a, an agent. And I've been with the same publisher, uh, Dutton Ram- Random House, since I started. I haven't had to change house. Mm-hmm. What happens is when you start with one place and go to another place and go to another, your product becomes orphaned. Right. So the former publisher may not promote your stuff anymore because they don't want to help the next publisher out right. with the publicity. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been in the same spot. So as I come out, uh, people can, will always have access to, to my older stuff. So, yeah. 
So um, you're you're a very passionate person. When I talked to you on the phone, you told me you did some stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah, a long time ago, man. <laughs> yeah, <sir. laughs> You thought uh, I was going to bring that up? Uh, and old. he was real quiet Ooh. when we were talking about being stand-up comedian. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, I, no, I mean, it was so long I don't qualify. Right. You know what I mean? It was, it. It was like, gets, a, oh, yeah. I get it. I mean, right. you know, the that's what I was saying. It's like, you know, you, you get out and you do a lot of these gigs where if you got money, you, mm-hmm. you hope to break even just to get gas money right i was telling a friend uh, earlier she wants to pursue her passions i was like something you got to get out you have to invest in yourself you got to be willing to invest more in yourself than other people are willing to invest yourself uh and i was like say it again for the people in the back you have to be willing to invest more in yourself than others will invest in you or that you want them to you know you got to be ready to give it all oh oh, everything you have give it all up i mean you know it's and you maybe comics in the room you can relate to this it's just the idea of some nights it was like I'm going to a different room that I've never been to mm-hmm. in front of an audience of people I've never seen before because you really want to know if you're funny uh, you know yeah. what I mean so yeah. so you're driving two hours this way mm-hmm. to get up here for five minutes yeah you, I used to I'm, just bring it up to Harlem oh see yeah accept me up there up in Harlem and yeah the I mean rooms. oh yeah I mean that's I mean that's what but that's <laughs> part of the the growing the uh, the learning the uh, uh, you're, you're you're really passionate about mm-hmm. you know you going this far to get a laugh just to work I, on the craft yeah. oh gosh man because you know it's like i would do um if i were in la and i did a gang joke or something and then so let me see if i go mm-hmm. way is over it, uh-huh. here yeah mm-hmm. is it is this joke only funny in yeah. the part you know what right. i mean and mm-hmm. yeah Irvine, you know, and see if yeah. they get it and then and so then as you travel because you, you, you get a couple of road gigs then you have to tailor your act because now i'm out on the road okay i got some stuff that's only funny in la or now i've got to change the setup or you say I'm not changing it for nobody, mm-hmm. and they're gonna get it because it's funny. What? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Well, that's well, why. Well, that's the difference between mm-hmm. the person who wants to continue mm-hmm. doing comedy and the guy who said I'm going to write me some. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. exactly. I'm gonna be a New York bestseller. I'm gonna let them tell their truths in poverty. Wait, no, you know, it's like if I were, like if I, were, I mean, just if I was talking about Crenshaw Boulevard, they didn't know what it was. It was like maybe adding a line for a reference so they can know it's like being in Harlem. Yeah. Okay, now we got it. No, now, that's yeah, I love that you do that. Oh yeah, so now let's move on with the joke. So you know what I mean? So or, or the bit or whatever oh, with the it was. Joke, with the book, I meant. Yeah, with the yeah. Book. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was uh, that that definitely led into this. I mean, without that, it wouldn't be this. I was also an engineer. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, uh, and I was doing all of this at the same time. Uh, Engineering, stand-up comedy, student films, trying to write. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh gosh, and it was at one point it was just too much. So then, right now, mm-hmm. what what was the first thing that you wrote oh, that gosh. made you say the first thing you remember writing that's that made you say, "I'm an author." Mm-hmm. What See, was the that? The first thing would probably be, I did, you know, I did a simple short story called Thirteen. It was about a thirteen-year-old pregnant girl. Girl was pregnant at thirteen. Was her name Brenda? No, <laughs> I love that song. Did she have a baby? No, she did. No, she did. And was there a quiet? No. <laughs> it, was, it, was just really, it was like the first thing I did that was sort of like it was a complete story, and right. and uh, uh, I was I was in this group, and they and uh, one of the ladies in the group actually got up and read it for the you know for the for the for the group, and it was the first thing that that I was like, wow, I wrote that. You know what I mean? It was like one of the, the, the first things. And it was that thing that I wrote that people looked at me and was like, you a dude and you wrote this? Mm-hmm. And because, you know, you think sort of like as an actor, it's like um, mm-hmm. 
I should be able to do everything. But right. as a writer, it's like I'm freed up from color and gender and everything right. else. So if I want to sit down and write about a 13-year-old or, or... You write people. Oh, right. I mean, That's I, your I bring, light. That's your thing. Yeah, You're yeah. an author. That's... And it was fun because I would do that story. And then the next one would be about uh, a couple who are in the 70s. They've been in love all their life, but they've never been together because <laughs> they were always friends. And it's one of those... And they're at the, at the dimming of the day and... Uh, all the friends are dying off and say, why haven't we ever said we love each other? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's a thing. We've been together since we were teenagers and now we're 70 and we're about to go, why haven't we? You know, so mm -hmm. I, I would go from one story love to that. that to that. Right. Yeah. So, you yeah. should rewrite that story and put Thomas in it. Thomas make sure everybody felt love. And when they got to 70, they wouldn't have that boy. My man. <laughs> He's probably, so, this is probably the coolest dude I've met. Yeah, he's like, like, yeah. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so what book was your first published book? Uh, the first book was Sister, Sister. It came out in 1996, a story of three sisters. Uh, and it took place in Phillips Ranch. Uh, no. Yeah, most of it was in Phillips Ranch, Pomona area. Because I used to live out that way. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to use that as a setting because I'd never seen it in a book before. Right. Everybody knew L.A. or this, that, and the other. And, and so I was writing about... Uh, being, you know, for them being black and being out in the boondocks. Right. Between that and San Bernardino, Moreno Valley, I was bringing all this stuff in, man. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, one sister was married, one sister was divorced. And, you know, just like when you do casting, it's like mm -hmm. when you're creating these characters, this character gets this, this character gets that. And uh, it, was, it was just a fun book. It so tell, tell book. me about the feeling when you found out that your book was going to be published. Oh, gosh, man. It was like that first thing is like you're... Uh, First, I was like really happy, uh, and then they pushed it back a year and a half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then they tortured me, right? They it took all like, the good. They it took all like the good. Uh, my Shaq Showtime set. Oh, yeah, shot man, a year and a half ago. Oh, yeah. What? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That and, sounds know, like my BET set that I still don't have. <laughs> Get out. It, what, Tommy. Yeah. What about you? I got the This Is Not Happening story coming out in 2019. Oh, shot it last year. Wow. And I brought people to their feet. <laughs> Comedy Sub said it's one of the best stories they've ever had on the show. Wow. Then they hit me up with, we're going to release those episodes in two sections. You're on the second section in 2019. I Don't said, you, you know, it? how about they, Comedy Dynamics gave me an hour special. They were going to be $100,000 to shoot it. We had everything set that two days before the shooting, they canceled me. They wow. said, we got to cancel you. I had people flying in. I had people, I had, they didn't even reimburse me for my ticket yet. So I got That's your money, stuff. man. Wow. They don't give a shit, this wow. business. But that's oh, life. Wow. Do you, have you had an experience like that with in the book world? Uh, outside of, I got I got bumped back for Terry McMillan. I got, oh. you know, so yeah. Which book? Which uh, book? It was in the first book, Sister, Sister. I got bumped back. And I, and it was so funny because I was. And what book of hers? Because I, I want to know been, if it was uh, worth it. It would have <laughs> been, I think it was Stella. Ah. I think it was Stella. It was, it was after Wayne took whatever came after Wayne took Hill. I think yeah, it was how Stella got it. I think, I think it was Stella. I got, ah. I got, I got, bumped, I got bumped back that for that. That was a good movie. I don't know yeah. the book. But yeah. the movie well, you know what? The thing is, because I was in between jobs trying to do this new career, I had zero money. Zero mm -hmm. money, and then you get this call that you're being pushed back for six months, and mm -hmm. and you have right, and you and I'm and you. And I was like in survival mode. How am I going to get by? I mean, mm -hmm. I I made it. But you just kind of sit there. But don't there. they pay you before in advance so that you can write oh, that, the book? No. No? no. Um, That's just in I the got, movies? I got... <laughs> that, Somebody's that, been lying. Right. Because in the movies, they be like, I got an advance, and they sit pretty yeah, angry with a that, word. That, now, check the color of those folks. Oh, <laughs> it happens to some people. But I mean, but for me, it wasn't the advance I got. It wasn't that big enough to... 
for some paper and some pens? Oh, for me to it wasn't. <laughs> oh gosh, man, it was it was you know I can it was enough to get by for a little bit. And I mean that's a little better than that. they don't pay yeah. us until the mic is put back in the stands. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> he finished his second. They will hold that check over you. Uh, <laughs> he shorted us five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they and not. they send it to you in the mail yeah, like you don't yeah. need. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. They can take it just oh, like bam right there. Man. After that's you just good. paid for the flight and everything. Yeah. Oh, it's all inclusive. Boom. Yeah, inclusive. I'm paying first, and mm-hmm. then it's inclusive. That's what I mean about that hustle, man. It's like you know, you're out, you're doing this, you're boom, and then you're you're waiting. For, oh, I mean, yes. it's uh, um, a lot of people can't handle it. No, I mean, a lot of people drop out. I mean, yep. the friend I was talking to earlier, they don't doesn't want to give up that biweekly check. Right. Mm. Oh, you then, know, then they don't want it. Like, they don't it's want not it. Strong it's enough. not it's in not, there. It's not no, it's not. No, yeah, yeah, my grandmother enough. told me before I moved here because uh-huh. I said, hey, do you think, what do you think? My grandmother's the only person I would listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, I said, she said, plan B is for people who don't believe plan yes. A is going to work. Right, mm-hmm. right. And that's right, it. Right, right, and right. I, I really took that to heart. Cause that's yeah. the truth. I'm, I'm talking to someone who has a job and they want to let it go, but they want to pursue something else. And she and I have been having this conversation for 10 years. They just found it. They're fantasizing about yeah. something yeah. else. That really isn't a desire. And it's like it a is fantasy. a hard decision to make because, mm. like, either you knew me when I was still a social worker, mm. and it took me a while to say, okay, you know what? Mm. I'm going to not be a social worker right. anymore. And I'm but you were on stage comedy. all the time, though. Right. And then I got real broke. Yeah. And I was like, I should stay my ass a social worker. <laughs> but, I mean, but that's, 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 I mean, all for, of us. for me, when I, made that, when I made that transition, I did yeah. the, the income drop because right. I did, I was, uh, again, I was used to be an engineer. I was, I remember the hardest day was I was in grad school taking final for computer computer science, this mm-hmm. whatever, and I'm sitting there. I was and I looked around at the people. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, there was something mm-hmm. else I wanted to do that yep. I and I and I and I was like I can't do this again. Yep. I went in. I didn't study for the final. I did just enough to get a good grade in case. Yeah, but I knew I and I walked out. It's like the the test started ten minutes later. I was out the door. Man, I, I know how that feels. Yeah, yeah. And, and, when I took and, and, my daughter to mm-hmm. kindergarten for the first time uh-huh. and I walked in the room, I, was, I said the same thing. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it was an optional <laughs> for me. I couldn't walk away from it. I was just like, ugh. Yeah. So let me ask you this. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Every single time you write a book, what, how does it begin? What's your process? Because I, I, I do know um, I have some young mm-hmm. writers that listen. Yeah. What's your process when you, when you say, I'm going to write this book, how does it start? Where does it? Everyone is uh, everyone is is different. Like mm-hmm. some may, I may have a character, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to find a story to fit them in. It's like so, like having that actor. We're trying to find the, the good role for them, you know. And some may be, I have this great idea for the story, but I don't know how to populate it yet. Mm-hmm. So it just really depends. And I will just uh, sit, write, uh, mold. Uh, what comes out in the beginning usually. Is just to get me kickstarted, mm-hmm, you know, something right. to get me kickstarted, you know, because like now I'm working on something else and I wrote a huge chunk. I'm like, yeah, this dude needs a brother, okay. you know. So so I went back and wrote a scene and, cool. and and I gave him. So I gave him a brother, just opening scene, and then you go, who is this brother? All right, so this so I, and so this morning, just so his brother's this used to be this child star, this famous actor comes and they're meeting at a coffee shop brother little simple stuff puts down the charge card to pay for everything charge cards denied oh dude broke <laughs> so right. you know so i'm like so i'm like working like oh so and then and as i'm writing i'm making it i'm i'm improvising That's and great. I'm, yeah i'm like i'm gonna say oh so he used to be a child sorry he's super broke the brother who has the simple job has the better debt income ratio but the other brother has the fame 
Right. <laughs> you know, That's how it is, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's in this spot. Everybody knows him. He came in afford a latte. So um, are there any, like, books that you read? Because every time um, someone yeah. talks to me, they told me, read the book Story um, mm-hmm. by Tim. Oh, it's it's called Story, mm-hmm. and it's one of those books, The Writer's Journey. Like, they gave me All a of list those. of books. What about you? What are, what are some of the One books? of my, and it's so funny, it's for me personally, uh, it's this book called Notes to Myself by Hugh Prather. It's a mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> simple book, small book, uh, and it's nonfiction. But the thing is, it's this, this he's, he examines himself and his journey through life, and he's asking, he will ask himself, when things happen, why do I respond to this this way? Mm-hmm. So I'm learning about myself. And so what happens for that is he has personal responsibility. Now, how does that connect to this? So as I'm creating characters, it reminds me to give, to have them have that reaction, that that humanizes them. Mm-hmm. Even if I have character, if I have characters do things that are jacked up, I have them stop and reflect. Why did I do that? Why did I feel that way? Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And that gets me a lot of uh, depth. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, because people reading it, it's like it's sort it's this. I don't need you to agree with everything my characters do, mm-hmm. but I want you to understand why they make that choice. And if we understand the choices that characters make, we, we, we go along for the ride. They become our friends. You know, we don't have to agree everything with everything they say or do or whatever. Uh, and I remember reading that back then and just sort of noticing myself and just being like, wow. Uh, it made me examine stuff about myself. And it also, whatever I was working on, it made me go back and just totally redo it. All right. If you're tuning in right now, we are speaking to Eric Jerome Dickey, New York bestselling author. He has a new book right now called Bad Men and Wicked Women, and you should get it, read it, and you should let me know how you feel about it. Yes. We're going to take a quick break. Thomas, you're yes. leaving shortly, yes, I so I want go. people to know where they can find yes. you and where they can see you perform next. This will air yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow? Okay, yeah, you could um, just find me on Instagram or Facebook, uh, ThomasDale5, Twitter. I mean, Twitter's where I go to just say stuff I don't want to hear your opinion. <laughs> Instagram's where I go to be nice and happy and it's fun, and Facebook is where I go to fight. So, oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Although, you got it down. Yeah, although I have been changing my way on Facebook because it's like I'm all about bringing us together rather than separating yeah. us from further apart. And we that's need what that. Facebook we need has that. become. <clears throat> yeah. So I have changed that. So ThomasDale5, and if you got an issue with me, DM me. We're going keep it brief on DM. I'm not going to go back and forth with you, but I will give you an explanation if you have a question and being misinformed. Okay. I'll and where are you it. performing this weekend? Um, I'll be at Long Beach Laugh Factory. Long mm-hmm. Beach Laugh Factory. Check me out there. Okay. Um, there's another club I'm at, but I, I'm mad at them right now, so I'm not telling you what that is. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I won't be there either. All right. So Thomas <laughs> is a wrap, everybody. Thank you, yeah. Thomas. Thank you and we will be nice right you, back nice with Eric too. Jerome yeah. Dickey.
are back with author Eric Jerome Dickey, writer, writer, because he writes. He's not just an author. He writes. He gets it in. Hey, trying. Yeah. This, uh, trying to work on, uh, I've been trying to uh, work on a couple of screenplays lately. Uh, <clears throat> You've had a, a book adapted into a film or a play? Not yet, not yet. We, uh, okay. they, they did a, a stage play of Friends and Lovers. A, a stage yeah. play that was probably 15 years ago. At yeah, because Mel was in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mel was like a joy to work with. Uh, I actually was down uh, to work with him on um, on his sect, on his his dialogue, uh, yeah. his, his character in there, and uh, he he knew what he wanted, and we sat <clears throat> and we sat down, did the changes, and it was like his scenes in the play were the most intense that yeah, I, yeah you know, and I, it was it, it was intense to the force because it got on the, the on that line of uh, violence in a in a relationship right. in this one scene that I was really. Where I was like, people are gonna like it or hate it or they blah blah blah, but it 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 played extremely well. I was worried about the characters having to act it out. Mm-hmm. Um, him and him and Stacy, and I for, think for those of you who don't know, Mel was <clears throat> in the movie Soul Food. Yeah, and he was the bad guy. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah. Neil Long's uh, uh, old flame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's a, he was and he was a real good real good guy to work with. Yeah, I haven't seen guy, him in yeah. a while. He he and I worked on something together. He was a really nice guy. I think he's back in New York. He was. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I hadn't. I haven't heard from him in a minute as well, but yeah, we have, we have we have so much talent, man. I mean, you know, I was writing stuff, thinking like, oh my god, what if Boris and his wife and Nia Long and and uh, Lorenz were in the same film together? That mm-hmm. mashup of you know just that writer's imagination. Yeah, uh, that imagination <laughs> did not skip over to the Puerto Rican lady next to him. But all right, we gonna see Boris and Nicole. No, 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 This is this was funny because I I, I I did this uh, actually in uh, the other woman. When I saw it, I was thinking uh, there's a character in there who's called Tyra, and I was I was, I was like, mm, you would be like kill it. Is she, a, is she a mistress? No, she's not a mistress. She runs the. Uh, she's a. It's at a, it's at a television station. She's the she's the 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 EP at the uh, television station. Oh nice. She, and she runs it. I mean oh, she. Yes. I mean she's yeah. I mean she's you know and it's one of those things. It's that she's in. She's running it. <clears throat> And it's this thing where there are other women there, and you need—I need you to get in line, mm-hmm. uh, and they're just making your job harder for you. Right. You know, uh, she's. Yeah, you know, you know, it, it was it's just to me. I think I just feel like she's a complicated, layered character. When it then when it gets down to, uh, 
when just when it gets down to it, you know, you got to have these levels to to pull this off because at the same time she's a mother, she's divorced, mm-hmm. and she brings this up in the story. It's like you guys are doing this, you're in the in the control room dancing. I'm, you know, I'm a mother, I'm divorced. You have no idea what I go through before I come to work. That's right. You don't see me trying to get with my kids. I'm working in the middle. Of, you don't see me not tucking my kids in in bed. That's right. So I need you to go in and do your job. That's right. I'm doing my yeah because if you don't do your job, my job looks bad. But look, mm-hmm. this is so funny how into your characters you, you are. Get, I do. You just like <laughs> went into this whole ex, you know you just went in. Y'all don't know what I go through. Well, you know what? Because when I'm writing, I I is I go from character to character. It's sort of like I go from this voice to this voice to that voice to that voice. If it was the guy, I'd be saying with the guy. You know what I mean? It's it's as you're as I'm sitting there. I think that is what helps if you're reading the story. It helps each character have their own voice. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel like you're reading the same person over and over again. Right. Like even earlier today, like when I'm, I've got this brother, introduce another brother. So what's what temperature does this brother run at? Mm-hmm. How does, you know, this brother's language, you know, his, how does he see himself? You know, because his language is going to demonstrate how he sees himself. He's 35, dressed like he's 16, former child star. So he's... He's still trying to use the slang. You writing from real life. I don't know. I just I have no idea where it came from. I know too. I t- <laughs> so let me ask I'll you. I'll change this. him to a singer. <laughs> oh my God. He, he must go. go on too, right? How um how often do you write? Every day. Is, Every day. As much as I can. And yeah. how much how many how much do you write a day? You know, it just really depends. Uh this you're self employed. Right. I mean, and when you're self-employed, you're never off work. That's right. So, I, like, I got an hour in of writing before I, I came up here today because I was doing some edits. Uh, I've had days where I've sat in front of the computer at maybe 5 in the morning, then I blink twice, and it's 6 in the evening. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there working the same, you know, whatever, you know. Uh, I try to show up to work every day. Okay. And that's, that's the thing. It's like, um, oh, gosh, you got to flex that muscle, right. you know, uh, Back to comedy. It's like the nights you don't feel like going on stage, <laughs> you know, you still you still got to hit the mic. And say and it again for the people in the back. God, it I mean, is usually the night you have the best show. Oh yeah. gosh, man, and it, it is so funny. It's like you know, the night that you're you're just remember the nights I was like I'd be hype and full of energy and get out and it's just crickets. Yep. You know, and then I would get up and I remember a night not feeling like going out. I had the flu, but it was one of those things. It was like. I haven't. I can't cancel because I haven't called yep. you, so I got to show up. And I went out, and I could barely hear, and they were dying laughing. Oh, are you back to being a stand-up? Yeah, back to back to being. I'm sorry, I vacillated. Going just, back and forth. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was just really weird. It was like that night I didn't feel like doing it. I'm sitting there going like I just had the best. And that's set. what always happens. I remember mm-hmm. going to the ice house one day, and oh yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah bawling in tears calling mm. all my friends I don't know what the hell raggedy do and ruined my life that day <laughs> but bawling uh-huh. I went to the ice house and got a standing ovation it was probably the best set I've ever had That's in my room. life just a good room too yeah. cathartic front, front yeah. 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 your stand up is cathartic and you don't it care is. like well, at yeah. that point you have so much going on in your life I could give a fuck if you laugh or not but I'm gonna come up here and do what I need to do so I don't off myself when I get home yeah yeah, yeah. It so, is, I mean, it, it is, and, it, and it's that that immediate gratification. Exactly. That, a, a difference between it's like they like me, they really like me. A difference between that is like you know, then mm-hmm. when you get to that last word at the end of the sentence, that's the punch. If 
there's a response or not or quick with the book we don't i don't have that kind of relationship right. i get mm-hmm. you sort of put it out there and now with social media you wait to see yeah what's gonna uh what people are gonna post if they're gonna retweet if they're gonna recommend so that was what i was gonna ask you mm-hmm. which was the book that that first book that hit to the place where uh, you were like ooh. it was uh oh gosh it was a it was a one-two punch. I would say first milk of my coffee, mm-hmm. which was really mm-hmm. interesting because after I did milk of my coffee, I got I was getting phone calls to to come to London, to come to France, to I mean, I'm a sub I was a substitute teacher at this point, so I'm coming home. Hey, people want you to come to France. I'm like, for what? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> where you go? Yeah, you know. So I go from being a substitute teacher with middle school kids to first class flight to Paris. And I was on this show that is the equivalent of their Oprah. Mm-hmm. I'm out on stage with Peter Peter Gabriel and Gloria Estefan. Oh, nice. Yeah, but I, I, and they bring me out, and they have no idea who I am, but they pretended like, you know, no, <laughs> you know. And I was just the American author. You know, it was like, wow. I had never been called American in my life. Right. So if you know what I mean, I had never been, and so they, and I almost wanted to correct them, and I thought, yeah, I am American, uh-huh. but I'd never been called American, wow. you know, so that whole trip, I was treated as, you know, just an American author, you know. So why I wasn't did you come back? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And it's so funny. It's like I got there. I could see why uh, you hear the stories of uh, the Billie Holidays and mm-hmm. the other writers mm-hmm. who, who who went, and I could see why the people didn't come back. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's not perfect, but... The way I felt, it was my first time feeling human. Wow. I mean, where I didn't have to defend mm. who I was, I be on guard, or and 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 I didn't realize, like, man, I'm, I've been walking around tents all my life. Mm. I mean, I mean, I actually got to a spot. I'm, I mean, it was, I couldn't even, and I and I think that just that made it so, for me, it's like I just wanted to travel. I, I got to go see other places now. Mm-hmm. I got to see how am I, you know, it's addictive. I, oh gosh, it's like I went to again Argentina by myself, and it was a. I, was I was in this hotel for three four months. I became the 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 writer at the hotel. They would bring me food in the middle of the night, and 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 I and it was just really really nice, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's just a shame that you have to leave home to be treated human, yeah. you know. And uh, and it's just basically people just being kind to you. And there's just a certain look in people's eyes that maybe me as a black man that I'm I'm used to getting that I just didn't get. Right. <laughs> you know? That's crazy. It was like it was like it was like a person American. Yeah, I had I had you never American Well, you you've been if you're here, you've been black, negro, yeah. African American. Yep. You've never just been called American. You've I've, been called a best-selling author at Truth Serum. Oh, thank nobody you very much. Said, <laughs> thank any you very other, much. Nobody described you as anything. Yeah. <laughs> so you talk about uh, turning some of these books into a movie. If you had your druthers, which book would be oh, the first gosh. that would become uh, a movie? The, Actually, probably the other woman. I'm kind of like feeling that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that the one I'm in? Yep. That's okay. The one you're which, in. which one am I in? Um, <laughs> we are. Look, look, we, 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 which we're one? Video trying to get we're jobs gonna, in here. We're, gonna, we're gonna put you in uh, "Tempted by Trouble." That's how I feel about "Tempted by Trouble." That sounds like autobiographical. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or biographical rather. Yeah. So the other woman is the is the one you would like to. Oh, well, just personally. I mean, I have some people who are interested in other stuff, but mm-hmm. just for me, it's sort of like uh, it's that story that hits the ground. Uh, um, the 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 main character in it is it's that you're 
working hard. You're trying to balance a marriage. Uh, she works one shift. The husband works a different shift. And mm-hmm. you're trying to trying to keep everything together. You're trying to be everything there. I mean, you, you're you're working this shift, but and you're miss, you're passing your husband in the hallway. But yet, when you come, you're making sure there's something there from the snack on when he comes home. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your schedule is you work on the weekends. So even though he's off on the weekends, y'all still don't get to. You know, you're in news, and the thing about being in news is you got to go every time something hits. Where the news is. Where, I mean, in the middle of the night, this, you know, uh, I was thinking about, and I started writing it post 9-11, just watching that round-the-clock cycle oh, yeah, of people's like, wow, you got to be at work all mm-hmm. the time. You don't get to go home. What does this do to your home life for months you know because it just you're trying to you're chasing stories and this is you know part of that you're trying to be every and and the husband is a school teacher so they say that uh every writer lives in everything that they write is there an element of you in every single one of these novels uh some i have would have to search for i mean uh yeah probably so um well in the sense that it's like a lot of times um at that time, I'm writing uh, what I'm connected to or mm-hmm. familiar with. I mean, uh, uh, at the time, I was hanging out with a bunch of people in news. Right. So, and it was just like, you know, I'm just sitting around a bunch of people working news and, and just and start asking questions. And I start hanging out with them and putting this story together. So I, and I'm sitting in the station watching them work, watching. Uh, I had to go do, a, I had to do an interview in Florida. And that morning as I got in, a judge was kidnapped. Oh wow! Mm. Right, it sounds like Florida. Right, so so yeah. so so I, so I get to sit in the newsroom and watch this pandemonium as everything gets shut down, and I'm just like they're like, oh, we sorry. I said, no, don't be sorry. I'm taking notes. You know, oh, <laughs> you wow. know? Yeah. You know? So I need I need to see this. I mean, so what's that room called? What is that room called? What is your job title? Thank you very much. You know, and 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 bring it all back and put it into a story. You know, so. Um, I'm a, I, uh, my agent says I'm very observant. Um, at times, I can be very detached mm-hmm. because I have to. It's I, I kind of clock out and go to this other place with to to be creative, you know. So you have 30 books, right? Yeah, almost 30. 29, 27, 28, uh, something like that. Plus short stories and blah 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 blah. What's the goal though? Like if you if you could reach a number of books that oh, you gosh. have out into the world, how many books would you have? <laughs> I joke with my agent. I said 100, but I don't know. Uh, fifty would be fine by me. I mean, 50? Stephen King has seventy or something like Does that. Does he have seventy? No, okay. Yeah. I have a friend, uh, Rashonda uh, Billingsley Tate, uh, wonderful African American writer. She, I think she has sixty some, but we started about the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I, I have a friend out of um, North Carolina, and I just re- she's going to hate me. I just dropped her name. I forgot her name, uh, and we started at the same time. And she, during that same period, she has about a hundred books. Mm-hmm. So even though I seem to be prolific, I'm I'm looking at people that motivate me to get up and put my butt in the chair. Because that's really, as a writer, that's what it's about, getting up and putting your butt in the chair, sitting down, trying to make something happen. Uh, again, on the days, even if you don't feel like it, oh, you got to show up to work. You know, because the thing is, is you move the needle. I think a lot of people think every everything you do is going to be this huge jump. Yep. But you, you just keep moving the needle just a little bit. You don't realize that, Today, I only did half a page, but you move the needle. Every day doesn't have to be a 30-page day. 
I've had days where I've done 20 pages. I've had days where I fixed two paragraphs. And mm. on the day that I fixed those two paragraphs and they were singing, I was happy with it. Okay, God, I got the message. <laughs> we get it. it. <laughs> All right. It's like sometimes you are, uh-huh. you don't know where the messaging comes from. Okay, hopefully I will say something that, yeah. So uh, yeah. would you want to direct one of the movies? You know, that's a that's an interesting thing. I have, uh, I don't know how to direct, but I know there's certain sorts of scenes that I like. No, I know, because authors mm, create mm. worlds. Yeah. And so when they become screenwriters, uh, they always talk about the progression to become directors because yeah. they really want to make sure because, they control because we're, we're, the Because we're visual. We're yeah. visual. Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation again earlier today with the director, and we were talking about like the opening scene in Moonlight where um, the camera hands off from one character to the other and it's so seamless yeah. it's no choppy cuts mm-hmm. and and it's just so smooth transition uh the young dude comes in and then we follow him off to his story and yeah. I, thought, I was like you know i don't know if people get it but i was like oops sorry about that but i was like that is just like i could watch it over and over me too yeah because i was like i was like it's just so creative amazing smooth i know i put it loose but you know what I, mm-hmm. and i'm glad you brought that up because um mm-hmm. i started this show after Moonlight came out, right, and being a, a Miami native, right, I will have to I have to say, Moonlight is the very first time I ever saw a proper depiction of Miami on wow. screen. Because we were talking about that too. We were talking about that too. It's not real. What you see, what you see in Miami is always a soundstage. Like when mm-hmm. you see South right. Beach and that whole idea of what Miami is. Miami is South Beach, right, right, and there's no middle class. It's like the up the people that are wealthy and the hood. Wow. And it's really a lot of people will argue that they are middle class, upper middle class. And right. The reality of it is, is that you can see uh, the duality of the city. Right. And Moonlight really captured what it is to be a person of color in the inner city of Miami. And that's how we have our own language. Yes. You know, yes. like we have our own. It's just a very it was beautiful and it was seamless. Yeah. But it was just awesome to see. Um, where I grew up and mm. a reflection of that where you okay. could see it because you couldn't you you just don't see it Miami Vice was not <laughs> yeah that was that was that was something else that was yeah. hype that was that but uh, it's just all the movies any given Sunday I mean any movie yeah, they, they, about, they, they, right, they always show um, that version of Miami that South Beach that yeah that uh, yeah because I was um, <laughs> in a book I actually wrote a scene that, a couple of scenes that took place down in Miami and dying for revenge because I was staying in a condo near Aventura. Mm-hmm. In the, in That's up north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was standing in that section. So I would move back and forth and uh, I was standing in condos. And again, it was it was um, a different part of the city that I hadn't seen uh, on film or something like So, and it's so funny because I know when I got there and I see and it's different. I get excited. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be grandiose. It's just, oh, this is something different. And I get really, really excited. And and I always, and I, I'm sitting in Starbucks thinking, okay, I got to write. A scene has to take place here. And I actually right. just start writing a scene just with that strip of uh, of uh, of the city that uh, that was just new to me and fascinated me. I get really, mm-hmm. man, yeah. It's like I, I get sp- places in these spaces and. And it's like, I got to write something that happens right here. Right. So, yeah. So we're talking to Eric Jerome Dickey. He just uh, released a new book. It's called Bad Men and Wicked Women. 
but he has a, a bunch of other books. He has almost 30 books. So The Other Woman, Tempted by Trouble, which is a story of Vanessa Graddock's life. <laughs> Absolutely. Not, Absolutely. My girl. Let's write it up. <laughs> Look, Naughty or Nice, which is Adrian's. Oh, God. Uh, that, that, no, that's all of you. That's, that's all of you in the book together. Naughty or Nice. It's all of you together as sisters. And, and I love that he has a, the, the devil. Uh, right. When, when oh, the tape was really funny about that. It, it is, and it's probably not a big deal, but when they sent me this cover, uh, it's a small thing. They have the, the angel and the devil. Uh, the devil was over here. Mm-hmm. The devil was over here and the angel was over there. And I told him, you can't have the devil above the angel. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I said, I said, I said it may not mean nothing to you, but somebody will something. see it. Yeah. Right, the angel has to be over the devil. Little, Just little stuff like that could. No, you know. I know. The, the imagery is important. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, are you going out on tour with this book? I just Actually, I just got back from tour. Uh, I do oh, a little something here and there. Uh, I'll put it on my website, www.ericjeromedickey.com. Mm-hmm. But I'm back trying to work on the next book. Okay. Uh, always, you know, just, you know, it's, um, it's a great journey. Uh, this is, it's so funny. It's like, this is my occupation, my job, but it feels like I've been unemployed since 1996. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy doing it. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I haven't had a bad year. I mean, in a sense that I've never created anything. I was like, oh, I wish I didn't. Right. Or, nice. uh, I just always wish I could do more because you kind of like, I always, I wish I were triplets. Somebody be working on a screenplay. Somebody would be doing this. Somebody would be working on a, a different novel. I mean, but, but I have to pick something. And as usual, it works for me is I pick something and work on it. So mm-hmm. I don't try to have five projects going at the same time. You know, that's uh, probably one of the things I suffer with. Um, tell people how they can find you on social media because you're very active on social media. Oh, Yeah. I am so active that I have to go through and clean my stuff up sometimes. I know. <laughs> Those 2 a.m. tweets. I was like, uh, we better delete that one because you were in a funky mood. Uh, you know, you see so much Trump stuff, and I get kind of like, uh, and it, it just kind of takes me to this place that I don't want my grandmama to read that tweet if she were alive. No. So, <laughs> but uh, I'm on, you can find me at www.ericjeromedickey.com, E-R-I-C-J-E-R-O-M-E-D-I-C-K-E-Y. Dot com and from there you can link me to IG, uh, Twitter, Facebook. I probably have four Facebook pages. I have four Facebook pages and a <laughs> and a Facebook fan page. I have two IG pages. Yeah. Uh, four. Yeah. No, it's funny. It's like I started my I started an IG page. I got a buddy in London who started an IG page in my name. He had more members than mine. <laughs> so he gave me. So now funny. I got two pages. You know what I mean? I don't know how to merge them or whatever. So, yeah. So um, I know, then, right. It's like, how do you, how you got more paid friends than me? Like, under my page, you know. Because he knows how to market you. Right. Know. You know no, he just created it and put it out there. You know, it's like, we were like real cool. You know, I was like, he was like, dude, like, check it out. I got more people than you. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Um, Adrian, do you have any questions for Eric? No, I just want to say thank you for coming. And thank Thanks for, for having me. Thanks for having me there. Thanks so much. Yeah, he came. He brought books. Thank you for the books. And these books are not cheap. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I love books. I do not read from Kindles. Oh, wow. I, don't I like paper, like real books. Yes. Turn the pages, yeah. yeah. I want to turn pages. It's I want to highlight, fold. Yes. I want my coffee to yes. drip on a page. Yes. I want all of that. Yeah. I, I get, I've gotten people uh, uh, mad at me because I write in books. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow, if only you had felt that way about the tree. 
But <laughs> man, I mean, people yeah. would get mad at me. I was like, wow. I was like, I'm, I would, because I, I sit up in coffee shops. I read. If it's really good, I'm just like you. I'm folding pages. I'm highlighting. I'm writing the margin, and then reading stuff keys other stuff in my mind. Right. So I'll start. I may read a paragraph, and then all of a sudden, I'm writing a whole something yeah. for a book for myself. Yeah, you know, it, it's part of the. Part of the process. So know? I can't let you leave here without you telling me whose books do you read? Oh gosh, uh, I love Walter Mosley. Mm-hmm. I've always loved Walter Mosley. Uh, well, I love I love the, I love James Patterson. Uh, the earlier um, Alex Cross series. Uh, Maya. Oh gosh, reading Maya Angelou uh, really pulled me back into uh, reading post college right. because in university everything. Everything you read was for assignment, for work. You didn't have that, um, you didn't have extra time, you know. Uh, and a girl at my job uh, brought me Angel- Maya Angelou. Uh, Toni Morrison, complicated. I but, love Toni. She's oh, one of my favorites. Jesus, okay. man, it's just. Sula is my book. Oh, gosh. My, oh, me. gosh, yeah. I read it every couple of years. Yeah. And every year, I saw, every time I read it, I get something different out of the book. It's like the evolution of a woman, from a young girl to a woman, but. That book is very yeah. impactful. Yeah, I, I read Sula. It's been a, I think that was the first Toni Morrison I read. Mm-hmm. Sula, you know, uh, t- t- goes on it. Oh well, Stephen King, Stephen King's, um, I'm all over the place. Stephen King's Green Mile reading way back then showed me him creating so many different characters from different ethnic backgrounds mm-hmm. in the John Coffey story. You got yeah. black, you got Cajun, you got this, and everyone had their own voice, right. their own style, uh, even the wife. So I'm studying it like, wow, man, you you created, you have the license to create characters from everywhere. Everyone doesn't have to be white. Right. Everyone doesn't have to be black. You know, I'm, I'm looking at this, you know. Um, and then I also listened to the, the audio on that. Oh, yeah, the audio. Is, oh, gosh. Do you uh, have any new authors that are on your radar that you, you, um, you'd like to bring us? I'd have to, I mean, let me post, because I got, I got this guy, Dwayne. I can't think of his last name uh, right now, and I just downloaded his book. Uh, can I find it really quick? Did you start reading it? No, I, I haven't started reading it yet. I just downloaded it. Uh, well, wait to suggest it till after you I read know. it. Okay, all right. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> have us on some bullshit because you're trying to no, be nice well, to somebody. Funny. No, no, it's funny because it's, it's, uh, it's a buddy of mine who bought it, who's loved it, who's great at it. So he, yeah, right. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I, I, I can post. So um, and also, you know, uh, also, you know, check out Rashonda Billingsley Tate, Victoria Christopher Murray. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I like uh, this lady. Uh, actually, Delroy Lindo told me about her. Tana Reeve. Oh, Tana Reeve too. Yes, yes. She's from yes. Miami. Yes, yes. She she lives around, not too far from here. And a book right. about vampires. Yes. Uh, yeah. I love vampire me books. Too. I just I just I just posted her book two days ago. Uh, the Living Blood. Yeah, I've got it on my I've desk. I've got, I've, got, I've got it on my desk. Uh, she has uh, the first one of her books I read was called The Between. Right. Uh, oh my gosh, I picked it up in Lamert Park, and I had never seen a novel, I guess, with black characters in a horror setting, mm-hmm. more or less. Yeah, she's and good. and it was like, uh, and uh, I, it was so funny. I fell in love with the book, and then I became an author years later. And I met her, and it was, it was, I met at an event. I was like, "Oh my God, I'm sitting there," and I didn't want to fan out. Mm-hmm. And then we became friends. I went to, we hung out. I went to uh, movies with her husband, and went over to the family. And it's really funny because every time I see her, I still, 
I'm still a fan. Still a fan. Yeah, I'm still nice. a fan. That's it beautiful. just doesn't. It just doesn't go away. So do you yeah. hang out with authors like y'all? Like us, we're comedians, but you got like a little author clique. Yeah, you, y'all got you jackets. Guys are, you guys are more out like. Uh, <laughs> Did you say they have jackets? <laughs> jackets, like you know, they got special pins. Nah, <laughs> we we usually we have individual events every now and then. There's a, an event where a lot of us are there. Mm-hmm. It's not like oh, like it's. Tuesday night, we can all go yeah, to Yeah, y'all don't have a to, comedy to, club. To, to the writing factory, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, no, it's not like that. Everybody, and we're just dispersed all over because you can write wherever you are. Right. I mean, in a coffee shop, morning, night, uh, on a plane, uh, you know, you're doing comedy. You know, I remember, again, back to comedy, back then, every evening I would get anxious because, you know, about seven o'clock. I I need to be on the road somewhere because I need to be stepping into a club to get that. Either if I wasn't going to get on stage, I had to at least watch. Right. So I, you know what I mean. So I would get anxious every night. It took a long time for that feeling to go away. Mm-hmm. It well, took a very long time. Yeah. Um, I am so glad that you came by, and I would like for you to come back because I feel thank like you. we have so much ground to cover. It's oh, thank like you, thank you, thank you. You are now an official friend of Truth Serum, and we want yes! you to come back. <laughs> Some you, people just you. can't; they can't sit with us. But um, <laughs> p- tell people where they can find you on social media. Again, you can find me at www. Eric Jerome Dickey. That's E R I C J E R O M E. D-I-C-K-E-Y dot com. And from there, you can link and find me at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and anything that they come with by the time I get home. <laughs> Vanessa, so. tell them where they can find you. And I'm Vanessa Gradic at everything. So at Vanessa Gradic, V-A-N-E-S-S-A-G-R-A-D-D-I-C-K on everything. Okay. Super easy okay. to find. Oh, yeah, you got it. You got it claimed. Yeah, she's saying we're going to Minnesota together. And Adrian. At Adrian M W A D R I E N N E M W. So my I'll say it for you today will be really brief. We all have our limits. Every single one of us has that limit, that one place that once you push us, we mm. don't know if there is you know, if it's the point of no return. But what I will say to you, we every single one of you has the right to say no. Every single one of you has the right to say how you feel. I believe in freedom of speech. This is America, for God's sakes. But what I want to say to those of you who feel like you can say whatever you want to people, just know that you can say whatever you want. What you can't do is control how the other person will react. You can walk away with a positive positive exchange or you can walk away with a black eye either way the choice is up to you ida rodriguez and i'll say it for you you can find me on funny ada a-i-d-a it's ida but i say ada for those of you who can't spell <laughs> funny either.com at funny either on twitter and instagram and on facebook you guys know ida.rodriguez thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of truth serum with thomas dale vanessa graddick adrian williams and our guest eric jerome dickey we are out